This was probably my favorite one we got of all of them. Fuck more, cry less. Fuck more, cry less. That's 2020. Isn't that amazing? Yes. I love her. And here's another great one-liner. Recycle more plastic and not my exes. <laughs> of Girls Gotta Eat. Coming to you from Delaware. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. No, it's not New Year's yet. Almost. Well, it depends on when you're listening to it, but it is the last episode of the year. We made it, fam. 2019. Oh my God. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> it is 50, 40 degrees, a little hazy. It's really come around though. It was really foggy this morning and wet. Yeah. Now it's sunny. It's been nice. It's sunny Christmas. It's been nice. Without snow. All right, guys. Well, um, thanks to Buffy for supporting Girls Gotta Eat. For $20 off all Buffy betting, visit Buffy.co and enter the promo code GGE. Also, thanks to Stitch Fix for supporting Girls Gotta Eat. However you dress, the stylist at Stitch Fix can help you find your favorite, your new favorite piece. Get started at stitchfix.com slash GGE to try Stitch Fix and get an extra 25% off when you keep everything in your box. Also, thank Thanks to the Pill Club for supporting Girls Gotta Eat. Pill Club is a birth control subscription that is delivered straight to your door. Go to thepillclub.com slash GGE to get your first birth control care package. And thanks to Third Love for supporting Girls Gotta Eat. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they're offering you 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash GGE to find yours today. All right, guys. Made it through Christmas. It's the very end of the year. Yep. Second New Year's episode. Yeah. Ever of the podcast. <laughs> we are going to be recapping the entire decade. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> this is going to be a 10 hour episode. are you most excited about? 2014? <laughs> 2014, um, 2010 for sure. No, we're going to recap the de- recap the year a little bit. Talk about the new year, goals for the new year. Talk about the holiday. We have a special guest coming in a few. And uh, we're going to play a game or we're going to, and then we're going to do a segment with all your resolutions, which are hysterical. I can't stop. I, why would we do a whole episode about them? Yeah, we could do. We asked you guys for your New Year's resolutions, like your funny ones. Yeah. I mean, we know you all want to lose weight. I want to lose weight too. <laughs> but I you're all good. perfect. <laughs> it's just like, not me. I stay ready so I don't have to get ready. You know? <laughs> <laughs> not me. But you know what? I don't care. I ate an entire loaf of bread yesterday. I've, I've, you know what? I don't know if I've seen you eat as much as you did yesterday on Christmas wild. Day. That was wild. I was like, this little girl. <laughs> I'm really not okay. Like, what you ate at breakfast? I was like, damn. Okay, Raina. And then I was, you were like, I'm not really hungry for dinner. And then you got you went a whole plate and then got seconds. Lee made salmon. Okay, and your mom made mac and cheese. I couldn't stop. I feel like my organs are going to start shutting down. Do you ever feel like that? No, because you never eat like that. I eat a ton. My heart will start racing. You, I know, like I know, I'm eating too much, and my heart starts racing, and my bra gets tight. Like I'm like, this went to my titties. <laughs> Nothing else can fit inside of mine. Your brother made an amazing breakfast yesterday. He made ve- like a casserole with vegetarian sausage. He's the breakfast amazing. king. But anyway, uh, I wanted to mention that we did, if you're new here, welcome. The very last episode of last year, I think it was actually on New Year's Eve, we did how to make... 2019 your bitch was the episode or make 2019 your bitch, something along those lines. And we talked about body stuff, 
career stuff, fr- toxic friendships, relationships. We kind of covered a lot of a lot of ground, so we're not gonna we don't want to repeat ourselves and and double up on those topics. But so th- that kind of stuff that was a great episode. And a lot of those things of like our goals for this year, which I feel like have been accomplished, and then a full episode on on body goals. It was called body goals, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> weight loss and fitness and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So that, then that was early 2019 as well. So if those are kind of topics you're interested in, we, we covered them. Yeah. Also, I love the friendship stuff we did. We've done a couple other friendship episodes since then about toxic relationships and friendships yeah. and cutting people out of your life that I love. So check all those out also. Yeah. Um, I'm excited about today. Okay. About recapping our year and what we think, what we feel. I have some stuff to say about men that I'm excited about. Okay. My own thoughts and beliefs on my own thoughts and beliefs. <laughs> I'm excited to talk about myself. <laughs> Every week I'm excited to talk about myself. Yeah. Um, so we're on the farm in Delaware for, yeah. um, this is my second year at the Hassel Times for Christmas. <laughs> you guys, I just love your family so much. Everybody's just like so much fun and so laid back. But what I really love about being here, I feel like it's the ugliest I ever look. <laughs> I really lean into being disgusting. Who cares? Yeah, I don't care. Yeah. It's just, I feel like I'm uglier here than I am with my own well, family. you came in with a look you came in with your hair extensions in like the f- day one you look different than you do now systematically day, day, day one to day three has been a glow down is it's, what it's, been, <laughs> it's been 48 hour glow down i have no makeup on i'm wearing the same pants for three days in a row i did change my underpants i showered no hair extensions no makeup i brushed my teeth I think you look great. Thank you. I thought you were glowing last night at Christmas dinner. I still glowed it up there. Let's talk about the appetizer competition. I know people like her dying to know, did Stephanie beat me this year? Okay, yeah. So again, if you're not totally familiar with the rivalry um, and the Hesseltine appetizer contest, every year for Christmas Eve, everybody makes an appetizer. We have family and friends over and we vote and then there's usually there's a winner we've done it differently this year we just did like first second third place and we've done it in the past where it's like best hot appetizer best cold appetizer and what happened last year was like Raina thought came in like guns blazing like I'm gonna make I'm gonna win this and she didn't know how hard people went she had no idea she no threw idea. together a dip and I was like oh honey <laughs> 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 in my defense, there was corn and bacon, and what else was in there? Onions, scallions, yeah. and like sour. Oh, the cream. dip was great. It was great, but, but I just didn't know that people. I didn't know how creative people got. Yeah, like people were like stuffing things, roasting things. I don't want to make it next year. I already planned it. Uh, I didn't know there was seafood involved. Oh, right, a lot of seafood because I mean we're like my family is pescatarian. My parents are, um, and we just we also just love seafood as a family. But last year, what happened was Stephanie, which my brothers girlfriend um did this like artichoke spinach dip in a tree that she was like and with brushing it with this butter i mean it was in the shape of a fucking christmas tree and it was like wild all right well i brought it this year your appetizer it should have won thank you um i got this recipe from like taste made not recipe because i don't use recipes which ashley knows now yeah um go rogue yeah i uh i saw they were like cutting the tops off parker house rolls and just like hollowing them out so they're like little kind of cups and you just fill them with whatever so i filled them with meatballs <laughs> whatever and tomatoes and somebody's doing like cheeseburgers in them i think it's like so adorable you just cut them in half. You brush it with garlic, butter, garlic butter with parsley, and bake it. It's so good. I think it was more to that. You put it like I need to back up. You're really glossing over it. You made meatballs, like made full handmade meatballs. Like I, you were putting them uh-huh. breadcrumbs in. Like you made meatballs, seared them, put them in these little roll cups, put a bunch of other shit on them, then put cheese on them, then baked them. I mean, it was they were so so delicious. Like Thank even you. my brother was like, "Raina should have won." Yeah, I didn't win. I lost. Okay, now I've I've decided what the, what how you win in this family. 
family. Okay, first of all, it was a mistake. I should have done meat. I didn't even think about yeah, that. But, but I, I wanted you that. Love meatballs. Yeah. Um, also, hot tip: use white bread soaked in milk instead of breadcrumbs. Excellent for meatballs. Makes yeah. them really moist. Um, they were so good. I, I got third place to two shrimp appetizers. Now I know what you people like: shrimp wins. God, you shrimp. <sighs> what, who won last year? I, I don't know. Your dad did stuffed peppers last year. Listen, he didn't deserve it last year either. <laughs> he, he won this year. Why does he have to Is stuff? Rigging? He didn't win this year. No, he didn't win at all. The shrimp? I thought the shrimp toast Matt. Won. That was Matt's. Oh, it was Matt's. Okay. Yeah. But... I think that maybe Matt won because everybody knew he was going to propose <laughs> to Stephanie. So he proposed. He's engaged. I'm uh, so he's happy. Off the market, ladies. He's off the sorry ladies. Um please, do not sign to my DMs asking my brother's single, please. I swear to God. He's sliding to mine though. Um yeah, he wanted to propose with all of our family around and um Stephanie's mom and her sisters were there and we did we were like trying to think of how to do it and I called him over when I, I tallied the votes every year and I was like hey you won <laughs> just FYI so maybe when you win you want to be like I'm gonna like say a little something and then that's when he did it it was really nice to be there for it really special I was so glad to be included in it um and somebody asked me the other day they're like why is everybody getting engaged over Christmas it's like what a better time like because families are everyone's there it's definitely a thing I mean we talked about last week with Giannis and my parents got engaged I think day after Christmas it's just it's a nice it's, it's like a happy time of year people say that they wouldn't want that I don't I don't know why you wouldn't. I don't know. Like, I think Valentine's Day is a little cheesy. I like the idea. I mean, everybody's different with how... I think some people want to be a little more private. Like, I love the idea of my whole family being there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, guys, Stephanie um, showed me up for the second year in a row. <laughs> she did. She got engaged. She got engaged. <laughs> how am I going to compete with that? All okay, I do is, is make meatballs this year. We didn't even say you got third. Yeah, I got third. She didn't even place. So you did win. She did get engaged, but she did. <laughs> <laughs> you did beat her. I tallied the votes. She got. People, she didn't get a lot of votes. At least people like my meatballs. The shrimp toast it was not the best. The Who shrimp, would you voted for? I voted for you. Who would you have given second and third I for? Get, I who would you have? I did. I did. I voted. You keep saying like in a, in no, a, second and third. Oh, I mean, I gave second to who got second? Buck ceviche. It was good. He, Buck, of course, Buck. It's like you, Buck Fox. You would look at him and be like, how does that guy even know what ceviche is? Right? Wait, you're so right. His nipples are pierced. How does he know how to make ceviche? That ceviche was so good. <laughs> Guys, my dad know. made stuffed shells. Come on, dad. What, I feel like the number one thing about appetizer is you have to be able to eat it with your hands. To me, he stuffs something every year. It's so weird. It's like his thing. It's <laughs> his brand. He's done so many years of stuffed vegetables and whatnot. And this year he was like, what do I got? Shells. Fucking, I'm just stuffing them. He didn't care at all. He didn't even participate. It was like a platter of stuffed shells. I was like, this is not an appetizer. This is the entree. <laughs> right? <laughs> Stephanie's too. A giant amount of food. I was so full. Yeah. That was yeah, amazing. People have definitely tuned out. They've definitely turned the episode off. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right. We're going to get you guys back because we are going to talk to Matt Hesseltine, special guest alert. He, we're here. He's here. So we're going to have him on the podcast and talk about the engagement. So Brandon, you want to welcome Matt? <laughs> yeah, guys. So um, in the house studio with us, in the farmhouse studio with us and Dewey's special guest, um, he is Ashley's younger brother. He uh, works in Dewey Beach. He is newly engaged. So World please, famous. We haven't even said. Guys, please welcome to the house studio, world famous Matt Hesseltine. Hey, hey everyone. <laughs> Newly engaged. Yeah. Are Thanks. you nervous? I'm not so nervous. It's a lot less nerve wracking when you're not 
on stage with 1,500 people looking at you. Yeah. Can I say what I want? Matt has been on stage with us at a bunch of live shows. Last year's holiday shows, or I guess two, almost two years ago now, Gramercy, and then he uh, came on stage in Philly and like brought us out. He told, a, he told a little joke, and you get like nervous to be on this podcast. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I'm not really nervous. I mean... I just don't know what to say. I don't know. Okay, how we'll sound. talk to. We'll ask you questions. Okay, so how do you feel about being engaged? Do you feel any different? I don't feel too much different now because you guys already lived together. Lived together. We talked about it before. It was kind of going to happen no matter what. It's kind of a matter of time when it was going to happen, and now it's happened. So nothing's changed between us. It's exciting. You know, we're taking the next step. But I have a question. Um, you're a good-looking guy. And you're successful. And I feel like you could have like pretty much any girl you want. Like, how do you? How did you know that like Steph was like the end of the line? This is this is who I want forever. Um, because let me jump in here. Matt always has girlfriends, so we're very different. So like, I'm always single. Like, I've only really had a few like serious relationships in my life. Like, you go from serious relationship to serious relationship. It's not an insult. It's just like you prefer to usually have a girlfriend. Yeah, and it sounds like super like terrible to say, but it's kind of like an interview process when you're dating a girl to see what they're all about. Because I mean, I want to get married, I want to have kids, so finding the right one was just kind of a a process. And over the years, dating girls, and it sounds crazy, but the bar I work at is like a a live dating app. And especially since we talk about you all the time on the podcast, then even more so. Like girls just come. You're right. It's like it's literally like live dating. Girls just come up to you, try to get with you. I mean, you have an excuse to talk to any girl you want to. Any you know, any guy, any girl, any person, you know, any celebrity you can talk to there. And I could literally go in the crowd and say, "Hey, this guy bought you a drink," and they didn't have to buy you a drink. You can just go there and talk to somebody. Right. right? I mean, they give an excuse to talk to anybody. So, um, with that, it's just kind of like. Yeah, I mean, I last three or four of my girlfriends have I have met at the Starboard where I work. Yeah, um, must be nice. You just meet them at your job. Yeah, and I mean, this one's no different. But yeah, Steph walked in and she was, you know, she was six two. I saw and we just kind of locked eyes and because um, you're the only people in that airspace. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> the bar's like four deep, and I'm like, "What do you need back there?" She's like, what the hell? What about me? Um, but yeah, so I don't know, just kind of asked her on a date, kind of really, really creepily kind of hit on her like via Facebook messenger. Cause I got her name from a tab, which is super illegal, but that's the thing Matt. if she, if you could be out of work, if she purported this, if but it, you it were, yeah, if I, you were, not, that's, it's not creepy if you're hot, <laughs> you're right. not, I'm not calling you hot. That's our saying. Yes, you are. <laughs> that's fucking weird. Um, yeah. So I, I love that story though. Like you like, but she wrote like a heart on the well, receipt, I right? Wrote, I wrote a little heart on the credit card receipt and said, Hey, the printer's broken. You know, I didn't write this. Ha ha. And it's like a little, you know, pen mark on like a heart. And she wrote a heart inside that heart and sent it back to me when she tipped me. Right. So oh, it's like, of course you're getting married. So then, yeah. So I messaged her. I found her name on Facebook from her tab. This is the plan since I saw her to kind of figure out it was loud and crazy. So I couldn't ask for a number there at the, at the bar that night. Um, so yeah, got her name, got her number from, via Facebook Messenger and kind of figured it out from then went on a date. and Which is not something that you're doing, like to be clear. No, that's the like, first time you, I've ever right, taken like you, a tab home and got her name. Right, like tab. that's not, you're not trolling for girls, like getting their numbers and finding them on social media. Not like at all. she was like a special case. I've never done that before, ever. I've gotten numbers at the bar, obviously. Said, hey, you know, write your number on here or whatever it is, but never have I... Stalk somebody stalk on somebody. the internet. I felt so weird that night. Yeah, down. no bartenders ever do that for me. But like, how amazing <laughs> for, for her. You know, and Steph, like, she's younger than you and she hasn't had like a ton, like a boyfriends and stuff like that. And she, you know, she's... D- 
she's six two. She's like, she's got a small dating pool for one, like yeah. for her to see you and be like, she probably thought you were so attractive and she's probably that guy can have anybody he wants, whatever. She probably didn't see that coming. No. Like for her, can you imagine the feeling of like you seeing somebody that you're like, that guy's probably out of my league. And then he messages, she finds you on the internet and messages you. Like she must've just been like, Oh my God, it's never happened to me once. Yeah, no one, no, no service industry. People stalk me after I leave their establishment. <laughs> it's really rude. They just can't see you over top of the bar. I, <laughs> <laughs> or else you'd probably have a good shot. You're a very attractive girl. They just can't see you. I feel like my boobs can be seen from the face. Just rest them on the bar. Yeah, that is actually like where they go. That's a thing. That's a thing. But I'm really curious. Like, how how do you like? St- how do you decide to settle down? How does anybody just like men that can have anybody? How are they like? You were like, this is more comfortable, and I like yeah, this, like, right? Yeah, as Ashley said, I always had a girlfriend, so I like having somebody. I like having somebody to talk to and share things with, and go to dinners with all the time. I mean, I like to share life. I mean, I got a lot of love to give, you know, so I want to share life with somebody. So I just kind of had to figure out who the right one was. And, you know, previous girlfriends, I found a little thing that bothered me or a little something that was weird. And I'm, you know, not saying I'm looking, but I haven't found that in Steph at all. And it was like, and she's six two, and we're going to have huge babies. <laughs> That's what it comes down to. Cause you're going to super breed linebacker. Yeah. Yeah. See you on draft day. Right. Um, no, yeah. And I, you know, I know I've talked to Matt about all his relationships and it's always been like, there you sometimes you haven't been able to put your finger on it but it's just right. you know it's not right yeah. and from Steph from the minute one and it was just like she probably just like not to sound super cheesy but just like felt like home like you know yeah, and you guys sure. were super cheesy at the beginning we were like journaling back and forth oh god what do you mean you were journaling like we didn't see she, Jeez, that she face. Didn't, yeah it's a terrible face what happened she <laughs> didn't live with me obviously in the beginning it was a, she rent you know she lived with her aunt for the summer in a beach town and went home and coached volleyball and nannied about an hour and a half away. So when she would come down, yeah, they're kind of long distance, you know, when she would leave, she'd write in a journal and say, so I'd have something to read, you know, when she's gone. Matt, you are so tall. I do not expect this. And then I would also in return, write some things as well. And she like snuck in, like, I love you one time on the journal. And then that was, that was how that happened. It was really cute. Oh my God. Yeah. But she's also like she's also had some a couple of traumatic things in her past, and I think documenting stuff in her life is like an important part. You know, like pictures yeah. or like yeah, she's lost car, a parent, yeah, like and I think cards so, you know, keeping them, yeah, like when you lo- lose a parent, you like your life's different. In my head, that's what that's what the journaling was for to kind of document this. You never know how long you're gonna have with a loved one, and you know, she says I love you after every phone call, like relentlessly, because she's like I don't know when I'm gonna see you. You Aww, know what I mean? Like you yeah. just never know. So it's like. All these things are just make her so sweet. I like the way stuff fits in with your family. I think that like we did an episode, a whole episode about families recently and how like that can tear you apart and things like that. And I'm really lucky that like my sister-in-law and I are so close and we're close with her family. But like Steph does a really nice job of not being like, I mean, she's never loud, but like she just fits in really seamlessly. Yeah. She's kind. She's tremendously thoughtful. She wants to like include everybody. She doesn't need to be the center of attention. Like she just does such a nice job yeah. of fitting in. With well, her and life. I just always like, I mean, Matt had a girlfriend before that just like, and I've liked her. Like she wasn't the one that I hated that you guys heard me talk about, but she was never like in the kitchen. Like she just kind of sat there and she was like super quiet. She like didn't contribute a lot. And like, I like stuff that just like, she like gets in there. She's like, can I help with something? You know, I just love that quality. Someone that like feels like they're in the family immediately is so attractive with guys too. Like with guys that I've dated too. Like I like that involvement. It's not just like you and your partner sitting on the couch excluded from the rest of the family. Cause you're not technically part of the family. Right. right. But it's a fine balance to me. Like you should always, I mean, girls are like, I have to go home with somebody if they're holidays. Always ask if you can help, but you don't have to like be the loudest, the center of attention. Like it's a yeah. fine line. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think offering to help, like 
during holidays is such a, it sounds so, so small, but it's such an important part for me. Cause like, it's not necessarily like you're what's going to happen later on in life, but you want to see what this person's like with your family you, yeah. you, and you want to see what they're going to be like, you know, later on in life or, you, you know, that was important to me. And that was Steph jumped right in. I mean, she fed you the first time you saw her. Oh, you guys, I first time I know this is going to be in your speech at your wedding, but whatever, spoiler alert. I, uh, <laughs> we walked in, Raina was there. The first time I met her was in the summer of 2018 and we were very hungover. It was an emergency. Like, no, working, Raina had right? called 911. Like, it was a crazy myself. It was yeah, a crazy night. So, yeah. we walked in, like, so hungover to the starboard on Sunday. And Matt was like, You're going to meet Steph, you know, try to hold together. And I was like, <laughs> so, and she was sitting there and she was eating a, a cheesesteak egg roll at the starboard. And she just, like, handed me a piece. And it was like, the, She knew what I needed in that moment. I felt like she was my mother in that moment. <laughs> <laughs> He really is marrying your mother. She is like, she's so sweet, but she's also like, she cool. also could tell that you really needed something to eat. Yeah. You like she looked at me up. and she's like, yeah. he looks like, well, she hugged me. She's like, I'm a hugger, which she is like bigger than me. So I like loved a hugger. She's just like so warm to be around. Yeah. You said at first, you're like, I just get these warm. I'm getting a warmth her. from her. <laughs> But anyway, yeah. And people, as they don't know about you, like you want to like have a family and have children like sooner than later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's young, so she can bang them out. Yeah, she's going to get knocked up real quick. Can have an army. Yeah, I mean, I would love to have kids with her without getting married to her, but she said I had to do that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> so this is one thing I read. I want to see what you thought about this. I find this so fascinating, what that men do. Not just Matt, but like a lot, most men, that they like get a ring and then they just don't even like whip it out and propose for months. And I find it so fascinating because I'm so impatient and like, if I know something's going to happen, I like, I want to do it. I've never booked a trip that was more than two weeks out. Yeah. Like I just need to do everything the minute that I have it. And I think, I think it's a difference between men and women. I think, I mean, and I was talking to Matt about it last night, but I was like, it's, it's the most fascinating thing. Like, uh, my best friend, Corey, her husband, now husband, I had never even met him. They met in January. He called me in May and was like, I found a ring. And I'm like, who is this? No, I'm just kidding. I knew she was dating him, but he was like, I found a ring. And he proposed in October. And I was like a little annoyed. I'm like, I have to like keep the secret from her. But like May, so like months. And like you you got the ring in September? September, yeah. Did you just know you wanted to do it on Christmas though? Is that why you waited? No, I had no idea. I had a, a really good friend of mine, Beef, what up? Um, to beef. <laughs> who was like dating a girl who, who we all love for like six, maybe seven years. And it was kind of like his time to do it. And I didn't want to step on anybody's toes. And I, I wanted to take any spotlight from him or steal any thunder from him. So I kind of was like, let him do it. And then I'll figure out a good time to do it. Um, I was never going to do it immediately when I got the ring at all. It was like yeah. a good time financially to financially to spend a bunch of money on a ring. Um, and then I was going to figure it out later on. But like you say that, but you, you also ha- are never going to be in a position where you're going to buy a ring for somebody either. You don't know how you would respond. You I'm know? just thinking of the things I do in life. Like I, I think of like, it yeah, would be I, so hard for me. Like I don't, I don't like having secrets. I don't, I don't, I didn't even like being around Steph knowing that you were going to propose to her. Yeah. Like I, I'm just not that kind of person. Like I get it's different because the man, you know, te- traditionally proposes but like the ring's like in the house like it would just be like burning a hole in my brain like you've heard stories like every once in a while you hear a story about a man who like gets the ring and he has some elaborate plan and then he like proposes in the bathroom or something like he can't (laughs) keep it from his his girlfriend i can barely keep it from steph i was scared talking to my own family about your ring i guess i see what you're saying though it's just it could be like a financial thing you're just like i have the money now i know i'm gonna do it eventually yeah i'm gonna spend the money now and for me like timing as soon as summer's over our busy busy time at at 
at work was like, I had time to come up here. Dad maybe come to his jeweler or whatever. You know, everybody's got a guy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I posted a picture to like a couple of friends on Snapchat or whatever it was, and they were like, yo, hit me up. I got a guy. I got a guy. And I'm like, does everybody have a guy? Like, are they going to help you out or is it the guy you went to? Like, is it an actual friend? People want to say that. They want to sound like they're in the mob. Yeah, I got a guy. I, a guy. I don't got a guy. In the, I got like a couple like people working restaurants that know me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I get you a reservation at a bar. I got a guy at the at the Avis rental car. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Going there right after this. <laughs> All right. Yeah, well, so. do you have any idea when you want to get married? Uh, I don't want it to be too hot. You know, I'm a sweater. Yeah, so. Matt is a sweater. Um, like a late October, maybe. And do we? Something like that. Probably. I kind of want to go hang out with friends afterwards. You know what I mean? Like yeah. bartenders that I, I'm familiar with and a place I'm familiar with. You know what I mean? So let's get married at the starboard. Well, I, I think you can't get married at the starboard. You could do anything if you want. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> I might get married, <laughs> get married there. You imagine get married there. I think you'll get, I think you're, well, I'm, if I'm going to plan it, we're going to do the wedding at the, at the Bay Center. Okay. The perhaps reception. Sure. I feel like we could do a, a, like you want to get married on the beach. Would you want to get married on the beach? Just go yeah. out there like a short ceremony. Everybody can stand. I don't care. I like no it shoes. down there. I mean, yeah. especially no that time of year. It is it is wedding season down there, and it's there's a lot of weddings and bachelor parties and all that stuff. But I mean, hotels aren't that expensive, and mm-hmm. there's no kids running around. It's like it's a good time at the beach. No kids running around. That's We're the bars it. aren't so crowded. Yeah. Like yeah, October and Dewey in. is my favorite. Like you get a hundred people in a bar, no problem. There's no line. You know what I mean? The time of year. So yeah, that's kind of what I'm leaning towards. So everybody can party. Oh well, guys, we'll see you at the wedding, October 2020. October 2020. 10, 2020. I'll be in the wedding. <laughs> I'll be co-best, co-maid of honor. Next to her four sisters. Three sisters. All her sisters are like six feet tall. It will, I want to stand at the end of everybody. How ridiculous I'm going to look with all we these like, people. We talked about it, and she's going to have... How many bridesmaids? You have three sisters. I mean, are you going to be in it? Does that happen still these days? Ashley, yeah. Well, I don't... I'm. If I'm not all good too. Like I don't need to be in a wedding. I'm too yeah, goddamn old <laughs> to put a bridesmaid. Well, old is that ass Steph's bridesmaid. <laughs> <laughs> Steph has two moms. She's the matron of honor. Right. I'm, the, I'm, the, oh, I'm the first matron of honor that's not married. They're like, she just, she's over the age. She can't be, she can't be a bridesmaid. She's not a bridesmaid. She's, let's be clear. She's the granny of honor. She's an old maid. Is what Would you, I have a question because I wanted to be in my brother's bridal party. I was thrilled to be in my sister-in-law's bridal party. Very honored. Loved it. It was yeah. one of the best days of my life. But I asked my brother if I could be the best man and he told me to go fuck myself. <laughs> but would you like where Arlen told me I had to wear a tux and a prosthetic penis if I wanted to be in his bridal. And I said, Yes. And oh, I wouldn't see. let me. You were in the. You were, oh, I wanted to be in the groom's. Party. You want to be in the groom's party? Yeah. People do that. Yeah, yeah people do not? it. And also, like I've seen, I I went to a wedding. It's my ex's wedding. You guys know I went to that. Um, <laughs> the there was guys on the girl side, and maybe there was a girl on the guy side. He's a sister, so. It is. I, I just don't care. Everybody knows I'm yeah. the most important person there. I don't need to stand up there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm giving a speech. It's, it's going to crush. Yep. Like if you got married when I, you know, years ago, I was like a little bit younger and I would be like, yeah, of course I'm going to be in the bridal party. I just, you just stop caring. You just don't care. You just want to wear what you want to wear. Like you just want to flex with a gown. I don't want you. Yeah. I mean, I don't even, I, honestly, I don't even see you up there. The more I think. <laughs> Thank about you. I know a is guy that, that made. That I'm, I'm gonna get plenty of attention. Now. Just don't worry. Don't worry. Actually, the speech. Like, I'll marry you guys. It's fine. Yeah. I know a guy that made his sister his best man. Uh-huh. But like a lot of brides do not want that in the photos. You know. But yeah, it, like, it's like looks yeah, guys, weird. girl. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Whatever. It doesn't boys, matter. Whatever, Who cares? Brothers, whatever. All right. Well, Matt. Any final uh, relationship advice? Like, do you have anything that you feel like um, you've had to work on, or that you've seen that you just can offer? Yeah. I mean, 
it's it's you know you date, you date a handful of girls throughout your life and you kind of find something wrong with every one of them and for whatever reason it, it didn't work out but um i think trying to find the perfect person who like does every single thing the way you want it to do is just like kind of unrealistic like there are some things that Steph and I don't agree with. Like I want the house super clean all the time. And she, you know, lives there and doesn't want to have it super clean all the time, just for whatever reason or something small like that, whatever it is, but kind of dealing with that. Cause you love the person is just really important. So like just kind of seeing past those little things that you might think that are like, I can find somebody that's this pretty and this tall and this perfect and this loving and this great. And also is that clean? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Don't, you know what I mean? It's like, if you love that person to kind of go with it and also no stab at anybody else in the past, but don't settle because you know, I wouldn't have found Steph if I like settled with somebody because I wanted to get married and have kids at like 28. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I love that you said that. We talked about this yesterday on our walk. The three of us took a walk and we talked about this with Mark Manson a little bit. And I mentioned it that my best guy friend Rob has said this multiple times. Like you just have to stop. Like nobody's perfect. No woman or no man. And, and you're I not th- perfect either. Th- you know, like, I'm, saying, I'm, not, I'm not perfect. Yeah. Like, there's stuff Steph definitely doesn't love about you. She doesn't love everything sure. about you. And so I think what I see happen with men more so is that a man finds this wonderful woman that is probably the, the going to be the perfect match for them. And they think I can get everything, but then one more perfect thing and they don't. And yeah. then they're 45 and then they have the one that got away. Yep. And that was that girl. And then they like desperately try to get her back sometimes. And I mean, you know, she's probably moved on. She's probably married. She was great. And I think that like, it's such great advice. Cause you get a ton of attention. You got so much more attention since the podcast has started. Like you could technically be like, ah, man, maybe there's just like, but I think you also still know she knew she was the one pretty early on. Yeah. Like you've said that, but yeah. I just think that's great advice for, for guys and girls. Me too. Yeah. Really happy to have you here. I'm so honored that you happy did this. Happy to be here. Thanks. Congratulations. Thank you. We'll see you in, see you in Philly. October. Yeah. Oh, well, Matt will be at one of the Philly shows. Yeah, probably. For sure, for sure. See you guys at the Fillmore. Yeah. Sounds Buy good. tickets to that second show. <laughs> I'm going on the second one. Whatever you want, whatever you want. But uh, we're trying to push tickets for the second one. So let's just maybe say you'll be the, the second, second one. one. Yeah, you'll be at the 19th of, okay, I'll be of the 19th. April. I'll see you there. No guarantees, but just by the tickets. Just by the tickets. <laughs> <laughs> His presence will be there. Yeah. It'll be we'll lingering. Like a photo on the It'll be lingering from the night before. <laughs> we'll put him on the screen. All right. Well, thanks, Matt. Thanks, Matt. Yeah, you got it. See you. Bye. Bye. Um, okay. Let's um, thank some of our partners. Yeah. I am telling you guys about a new partner today. This is the Pill Club. This is near and dear to my heart because it's about birth control and making birth control easier to get to you because it can be a real pain in the ass. So with the Pill Club, you basically just go to the website, you answer a few questions about yourself, and they can give you a birth control prescription. Or you can transfer your existing prescription, and then they send it straight to your door. So you don't have to go to the doctor, you don't have to go to the pharmacy, you obviously need to go to the doctor to to get checked and everything like that and to stay healthy. Don't ever go to the doctor. But as far as getting the birth control, they can do that for you uh, online. And then they send it right to your door, which I love. So most subscriptions are free with insurance or Medicaid. It can be as low as $3.99 per month without. Shipping is always free and discreet. And Pill Club schedules delivery so you can always have your next dose on hand before you need it. So you can skip the office visit and the line at the pharmacy and join the club. I mean, this is incredible. Like this is, I cannot hype this enough because I think it can be such a pain in the ass to get something that 
it's not a harmful substance. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, I, I mean, I've said it before. I think birth control should be in like vending machines on every corner. But anyway, so I think this is like makes it so much easier. And again, I like that they're going to send it to you before you're done with your next pack. That's great in case you need to just start the next one and, and uh, skip your period for whatever reason, if you're going on vacation or getting married or whatever. So um, I, I just love that about them and it makes it super easy. And again, you don't, to, you don't have to leave the house, which we love, you know, it's winter's coming up. You don't want to have to go out and go to the pharmacy, wait in line. It's going to be a pain in the ass. Well, it's flu it's season. People are in there getting flu shots. They're getting medicine. Lines at the pharmacy is going to be coming straight to your door. I get your birth control. So we are giving you guys a special deal, obviously. Right now, when you go to thepillclub.com slash GGE, you get a new way to get birth control and a special care package with every delivery. So that's the deal that we're giving you guys. We're going to send you a fun little care package. That's thepillclub.com slash GGE to get your first birth control care package. Remember, thepillclub.com slash GGE. I'm so pumped about this. <laughs> you guys, if you get this and you get it delivered to your door, tag us in these Instagram stories. I am such a proponent of more accessible birth control. Like, so yeah, near and dear to my heart. Speaking of sex, let's talk about bras. <laughs> um, you guys have heard us talk about Third Love all year long. Um, I'm actually wearing one of their bras right now. Same. Uh, it, there, look, there's a million companies that make bras, they make underwear um, that you can choose from. We love Third Love. I'm, like I said, I'm wearing their bra right now. And I have really big boobs and I've struggled my whole life with finding sizes that fit. Um, one of the things that I love about Third Love is they have over 80 different bra sizes. They understand that everybody isn't these like cookie cutter sizes. The cover, the quality is great. The, the straps won't slip. They're lightweight. There's super thin memory foam in the cup, so it holds the shape really nicely. And if you guys aren't super familiar with what size you are, like maybe you vary or fluctuate a little bit, they have a Fit Finder quiz that you guys can take. Over 15 million people have taken it. You answer a couple quick questions about your breast size, shape, the the size of your back, things like that. It takes 60 seconds. It's fun. There's pictures of boobs on it, and um, it just gives you results for for the size that you should be wearing. If you get a size and you don't love it, you actually have 60 days to wear it, wash it, put it to the test. If you don't love it, you can return it um, and they will wash and donate it to somebody in need. So there really is no um, no downside to this. Check it out. If not, they they have a great charitable component to the company. Um, and then in addition, returns and exchanges are free and they give back to the community. So you guys can check it out. Tons of sizes, colors, shapes, styles to choose from. And as always, we're giving you guys a discount. Their love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they're offering our our listeners 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash GGE now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash GGE for 15% off today. Yes. Um, okay. I'm really excited to get into the meat of this episode. Yeah. Well, I want to talk about something too, like since we just wrapped up with Matt. Okay. Because I feel like you, this is another conversation that you and I have had and my, our brothers are younger than us and your brother's married and my brother's engaged. And I think sometimes people are like, I mean, I think it's a little different if it's a sister. I, I could be wrong. I don't have a sister, but you know, when your younger sibling has somebody and they're like married or engaged, I think people are like, Oh my God, is that like so sad for you? Or do you feel weird about this? And I just, I can't stress enough how I have not even the smallest twinge of like, I don't even want jealousy isn't even a word that even comes to mind, but like that I want this too, you know? And I think so much of it has been what we've been able to accomplish in our career and just how I am so happy and so fulfilled with my place in life and like what I'm doing. And, and I can say this, I would, I would admit it. I would admit it to you. I'd admit, I admit it on the podcast that if I felt any sort of like, I'm a little sad because I like want somebody too. I, it's like, I didn't even, it's, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I hope other people get to feel that feeling. Cause it's a really wonderful feeling to be like, I can be wholeheartedly happy for this person. That's like, 
going to get married because I, I don't even know if I want to get married. I don't even know if I care about it anymore. But like, I just don't feel any sort of sadness or anxiety about it. And I, I don't think that you feel like that either. I mean, I don't know how you felt when your brother got, got engaged. I mean, that was a while ago. It didn't occur to me. I mean, I, yes, I think that you're right. I think it's very different if it's a sibling that's the same sex. Um, but to truly, I think it, it is really true happiness to be able to be excited for another person without feeling like, how does this affect me? And I feel sad or lonely or jealous. And that that's like a beautiful thing to, and I just think that like, that's what we've always preached about the podcast is like build a life that you're proud of, yeah. something you're excited about. And I think that will allow you to feel joy and happiness for other people. Yeah. It never crossed my mind for one second. And, and because it never crossed my mind for one second that I was so jealous of Arlen, it didn't cross other people's minds either. Nobody was at the wedding right. saying like, yeah. oh, poor her. You know, yeah. I wasn't nervous to walk in there. Yeah. And I think back to like when Corey got engaged. So my best uh, girlfriend, I just, just mentioned her, got engaged um again, like very early. They met in January. He knew he was going to propose in May and they got engaged in October of 2015. And I just remember I had a boyfriend at the time and I remember being like, I need him to be there with me. Like I need my best friends getting engaged. Like I, you know, I have this boyfriend, this person that I'm in love with too. And I like need him to be there. I like, I remember like paying for his flight, orchestrating the whole weekend so we could watch his football game. Like I made it happen. So like he had to be there. Like I felt this, like I don't want to be alone or something. And like, I want to show that I have somebody too. And not to like, flex on my family and friends. They love me no matter what. It's not like that. I've never been that type of person, but I remember feeling like I want him by my side when this happens. And I didn't feel like that with Matt at all. Like even past years, like when I've been home for the holidays and I'm like, Oh, I just wish I kind of had somebody that here with me. I mean, I have you, but you know, we're not romantic partners, but I just don't feel like that at all. Like I feel so wholeheartedly fulfilled and I'm single as fuck. And I think it's a nice time. Cause we talked about this last year on this episode, the end of the year, beginning of the year of 2019 year where it was like, just be happy with who you are, relationship aside, don't, and just be unbothered by, by men and all those kind of things. And it's like, it still rings true like a year later. I do think that it is a very, a very real feeling for so many people, not just a sibling when a friend gets married or engaged. And I just think that like, it can be a really hard time for other people for sure. the holidays, I think are a really tough time for people. Cause you do see so many people getting engaged and you're like, well, why not me? Why them? And why can't I have this? And I think it's just, it's also important to remember, like you have no idea what's going on behind closed doors, mm-hmm. no idea what's going on in people's lives. I mean, Matt is genuinely happy. And so is Stephanie and they're yeah. successful and I'm happy for them. But you know, you don't just cause somebody's getting married doesn't mean anything else is going great in their life or they're end up with that person or maybe everything's going great and they will end up with that person but it's not a reflection on you and I remember like when my fiance left me I was like 27 28 and everybody around me was also getting engaged and it was a horrible time for me obviously and my mom said to me like don't begrudge other people's happiness like Mm -hmm. they're allowed to be happy even if you're miserable and you should be happy for them yeah and I don't know I just I'm I'm glad that you're in a place like that and I do just think it's it's really hard for other people and I feel for them I'm, I'm not saying this to like brag like I'm so happy like oh my god like I just mean like I don't think I would have felt like this years ago. Like what we've been able to do and like following our dreams and like being able to build this this life and be feel really fulfilled career-wise and friend-wise and you know all these things and like where we live and it's it's really nice cuz I I don't know that 3 years ago four years ago, five years ago, if Matt got engaged and I was still single, that I would have been like this is what I'm saying. Like, I I feel like I've been able to evolve to this like really great place and it feels great. And I'm older. 
<laughs> it takes a really long time to get there. And I just, we were talking about like, you know, where you are at the end of this decade as opposed to like 10 years yeah. ago. And we want to talk about that in this episode. And I think a lot of people are in this like crazy rush to get to a place where they're super financially stable and have a job they're really proud of and a relationship they're really, it took me until my mid thirties. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not that old guys, but you know what I mean? Um, it, it took me a long time. And I, we got an email once yeah. from some girl. She's like, I'm 25 and I just, I don't know what to do in my life. And I'm having like a panic attack. And I'm like, you're, I, I don't know what the fuck I was doing at 25. I know. If you do, kudos to you. I don't yeah, know what's going on with your you. life. I think people have, I think younger people have their shit together more now because they have like the internet, like they just grew up, not, they don't <laughs> have the internet. We didn't have the internet growing up, guys. Um, <laughs> there's just, they, they're, it's stuff is more accessible. You can just like start a blog or you can be like an influencer in college. Like it's wild to even think about because that wasn't our experience. But I love that you transitioned into this because we wanted to talk about what our lives were like at the beginning of the decade versus the end of the decade <laughs> as a way to like, share this with each other and share this with you guys because we get tons of requests of what you guys were like when you were younger and stuff yeah. like that. And also just like to give inspiration of how much your life can change in a decade yeah, and or even so, a year. And not be so years. hard on yourself. Like not I think so everybody yourself, yeah. tomorrow wants to like find out what their passion is and who their passion is and where they should live. And it's like, you're allowed to take your time and do these things. I, 10 years ago, I was a waitress. I was in a terrible relationship with somebody who cheated on me all the mm-hmm. time. Um, I was yeah, I was living with somebody who was like the worst boyfriend in the world. He's incredibly emotionally abusive. He cheated on me with everybody that would sleep with him. Um, I was a waitress. There was nothing wrong with that, but I was. It wasn't my life's dream. Yeah, either. Like I went to college. I got a, a marketing and advertising degree. I wanted to use that degree, and I just. I wasn't super proud of myself in any way. Yeah, but I. I mean, I guess I just felt like I was where I was at the time, and I don't know. You just keep living. Yeah. I remember New Year's Eve, like it was yesterday. I mean, whatever. It was not that long ago. It was 10 years ago. But I was like, this was when I had like the one time I had like a real job, like a real like nine to five, 10 to six, whatever. I worked in PR, I worked at this agency and we had to work at the Peach Drop in Atlanta, which is basically like the ball drop of like in New York, but it's like in downtown underground Atlanta. And that was our client. And I want to be very clear that I didn't hate my boss. I think she's wonderful. I didn't but I like hated the job because I wasn't meant to work that job. You know, I was like, I can't believe I'm working New Year's Eve. This is miserable. All my friends are at this party. And that definitely got the wheels turning of like, I just don't want to do this. I'm not happy. I'm miserable. I'm doing this job that I hate. And 2010 was the year where, I mean, now if we're talking January, New Year's Eve, going into 2010, I quit that job in March. And, uh, I was just on my own. I was so broke. I just moved into my first apartment by myself, living without roommates. I was on my own to be a freelance writer. I was broke. I was the heaviest I ever was. I I don't know. It was like a dark time. I got a DUI the end of the year in 2010, but it was like, I was happy because I was like following my dreams and I'm not to get like too cheesy here. But when I look back, Kate and I always joke, we call it like the dark days where we were like, we felt like we were so fat and we were so not cute and we were so broke. And I just was like, but I was happy because I had quit this nine to five life and I was on my own freelance writing and like even though I could barely pay my rent every month I was like working towards something bigger and it was the most pivotal time in my entire life to like quit a job realize I'm never going back to this life I'm never going back to an office or a boss and I'm going to do this thing on my own and that was you know exactly it was at the beginning of the decade and look what's happened since. I mean, it's just like things just kept happening in the right direction. I think the first time I felt like I'm really on the right track was early beginning of 2011. And I got this job as this editor for Daily Candy in Atlanta. And I remember getting the job and I was like, this is my dream job. And, um, you know, moved past like the DUI and all that kind of stuff. And f- started, you know, I started Brosby Basic in 2014. I moved to New York. I started this thing with you. I mean, everything's kind of like transitioned in the right direction. But that time was 10 years ago and I was like floundering And then was like, I have to take the leap and like quit a steady paycheck and be broke, but happy that I'm 
doing what I was born to do. I think you just got to go through it. It sucks. Like some of us really, really hit rock bottom. You just got to like trust yourself. And I think that like I've, I've learned in the last few months too, that like you've got to be comfortable in these bad times too and just allow yourself to go through it and make the mistakes and keep going. Yeah. And it sounds like it was like a really horrible time for you. And it's just like you look back and it made you better and stronger and work harder. And like you are who you are today because of those things. It was like really shitty, horrible times. Well, I think just like, you know, the point I was trying to make was that it was like, it was like a darker time, but I was like still good. Cause I wasn't to wake up and go to a job. I hated every day, you know? And I think I had this epiphany of new year's Eve. Like I hate this and not because I was getting mistreated or at work or because the company sucked or anything like that. But just that feeling of knowing you're not in the right job. And if you feel that, you've got to listen to that voice. Quit your jobs, girls. <laughs> I'm just, I mean, it's just, it's not always that. It's figure out what you really want to do. Yeah. And don't just like stay in a job you hate. Yeah. Or in a relationship you hate or anything, a city you hate. Move to New York. Can't say it enough. Um, I was thinking when you were talking about the dark days in 2010... I don't remember if I've ever talked about this on the podcast. I certainly don't think I talked about it at length. Uh, I caught my boyfriend cheating on me in 2010. I was living with oh my God. right before Thanksgiving. Yeah. Like a couple weeks, uh, the week before Thanksgiving. I caught him cheating on me. I was living with him. I had to. Uh, I went to work. I was drinking. I got fired from my job for having a drink at work oh my God. at a restaurant that I worked at, by the yeah. way, which is complete bullshit. Yeah. Um, yeah. In one week, I lost my boyfriend, the person who was paying half of my rent. Uh, I got fired from my job. I lost my entire income. This is the holidays. It was the lowest point in my life. I had to apply for unemployment. I was making, what do you make, $375 a week or something, or a week or a month? I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah. Maybe it was a week. I don't remember. Whatever it was. It was terrible. Um, I couldn't afford to eat. I was like eating like miso soup and rice every single day to like fill myself up. Yeah. Like it was terrible. It was super rock bottom. Yeah. I was like, how did I get here? I have a college degree. I'm a smart girl. I wasn't raised to be with this like cheating, lying asshole. Now I've lost my job and my relationship and I have no money. It's it's crazy. We had such bad years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was dating like the worst guys. Ugh. I dated that like climber I mentioned. A climber? (laughs) (laughs) Like when Kate and I remember who we, we, this is the end of 2010, early 2011, like who we were dating when she, like on her birthday, Kate had adult braces. Like it was, we would joke about these times. I got like a DUI. I'm like, I'm going to kill myself. And Kate has braces. We live next door to each other. We have no money. We can barely pay our rent. Like what a time. Um, Bill's character. (laughs) Yeah, Bill's character for sure. Uh, We are going to just take our second and final quick break to talk about other partners for this episode. And then we're going to continue our discussion about ourselves. Okay, guys, I am telling you about Stitch Fix, um, which I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna flub saying it. Um, it is amazing. I can't say enough about it. I, I've heard about it for years. I've never used it before. Um, so basically, what they do, it's an online personal styling service, and they deliver your favorite clothing, shoes, accessories, um, etc., directly to you guys. So personally, for me, like I shop a lot, but I'm not great at putting outfits together. Like I never just know how to like put a new thing together. It's just always like very monochromatic. I wear the same thing every day. Whatever. Um, so Stitchers is this amazing company. Basically, you go online, and you take a, a quiz, and it basically asks you all these questions about your lifestyle, your job, the price points you like, the brands that you like. Um, are you shopping for skirts, dresses? Are you more casual? I mean, for Ashley and I, obviously, we work from home, so I want stuff that's a little more comfortable. Um, they ask what kind of parts of your body do you like to show off or hide, etc. And then they have a stylist shop for you and send you a box full of the stuff that you've asked for. I was so pleased with what they sent me. Uh, they have every brand imaginable and 
every price point imaginable. And somebody handpicks a box and sends it to you. So for me, I got like jeans, a couple tops, a jacket, a purse. They'll also send jewelry and things like that. Um, there's no subscription required. You can pick automatic shipments um, or get new pieces on demand. I've actually just let it run. So they send me new shipments all the time. Um, shipping exchanges and returns are always free. So when you get it, they actually send you this great um, little pamphlet tells you how to put the outfits together, which I'm not really good at. So I love that they do that. <laughs> um, and then you literally go online, you pick what you're going to return, you stick it in a bag, you send it off. It's couldn't be Super easier. Easy. It's absolutely amazing. Um, and then all you really pay for is a $20 styling fee. If you keep the box, that $20 is automatically applied to the box. Uh, so you can just discover new styles, new unique pieces. I, I can't say enough about it. I think it's absolutely amazing. Um, and uh, of course, we're giving you guys a discount from your personal styling experience. So you can get started today with stitchfix.com slash GGE to try Stitch Fix and get an extra 25% off when you keep everything in your box. That's stitchfix.com slash GGE. Stitch stitchfix.com <laughs> slash GGE. Check it out, guys. I listened to her How I Built This, Katrina Lake. I've awesome. not listened to it. I've not listened to it. You love Stitch Fix so much and you she, love that podcast. I meant to listen to like the very beginning of it. Yeah. She went to Harvard. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's really great. And she started this when she was really young while we're talking about like, you She's know, calling dreams. Yeah. 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 She started like t- it's just it's how she built it is like, which is it's, that's what the podcast is called, right? How, how I built this. this. Yeah. Um I can't recommend it enough. It's fascinating how she it's really one of my favorites. Um so I recommend that to you guys. You're always asking for podcast recommendations. And I love that we're their partners of us. And I was like, oh my God, I know how she built this. Okay. I'm telling you guys about Buffy. I can't hype Buffy enough. I have a Buffy comforter upstairs in this farmhouse and on my bed in my apartment you in really? New York City. Yeah, girl. I know it was upstairs. <laughs> Well, I have two. They sent us <laughs> one of each, and I'm like, I'm going to sleep with that one when I'm at my parents' house. So we we both have the Buffy Comforter on our bed. They're perfect for sleepers of all kinds. So the the Buffy Cloud Comforter is totally good all year. I use it all year round, and it's just like super fluffy and puffy, and it's also cool enough. I'm a hot sleeper, but it's it's warm enough as well. So it's really like temperature controlled. I've always said it's magic. And they make the comforters out of recycled materials. So they're totally earth friendly. Each cloud comforter recycles over 50 water bottles. To date, Buffy has recycled over 8 million plastic bottles into comforter fills. We don't understand how that works, but it's awesome. And um, the Breeze Comforter is the ultra breathable temperature regulating one that keeps you cozy, but also cool. It's not as fluffy and puffy, but it is the it's a better choice for like a hot climate. You know, if you live in like a hot place or you, your AC doesn't work as well, you don't have AC, whatever it is like that's, that's going to be your move for the summer. But I I use the cloud all summer as well too. So made of cool to the touch, 100% eucalyptus fiber inside and out. The eucalyptus fiber is earth friendly as well. Totally compostable consumes 10 less water than cotton. So we, we love them so much. We love the sheets too, all the things. Uh, So we're giving you guys a discount and you can also try a comforter in your bed for free. If you don't love it, you can turn it no cost because they are confident that you're going to love it. And we are as well. So you can take 20, dollars off all Buffy bedding. Buffy also sells sheets, duvet covers, and pillows made from the same super soft, earth-friendly material as their comforters. Visit Buffy.co and enter promo code GGE. That's Buffy.co, promo code GGE for $20 off. And I want to address this too. We get DMs about this a lot. Do we have duvets on our Buffies? I do. And so does Raina. You don't have to. You don't, you don't, the one upstairs doesn't. So the breeze, I don't have a duvet on it and the cloud I do, but you know, if my duvet is in the, in the wash, I can use it without one. But, um, yeah, it's it, either way, but we both have duvets on it. I've done both. For six months, I think I had nothing on it. Yeah, so I, I mean, live your truth. Yeah. Um, all right, let's get back into it. Okay. Um, so we talked about a decade ago how we were at our rock bottoms. <laughs> no one was sleeping with us. I was unemployed. 
Um, and I also got like an injury. Like I like I got a DUI. I had no money, and then I like broke my ankle. So I couldn't even like exercise. And you know, I like if I can't exercise, I'm like a monster. Yeah, I do. It was a, so dark. Do you know how poor I was back then? I used to go to the library every day just to like rent movies because I couldn't afford to like what? do anything to entertain myself. It was the most rock bottom of my life. Yeah. It was it was a it was the brokest I ever was. I think one time Absolutely. I like didn't I paid I didn't pay like one month of rent and I was like, You you must have lost the check. Like I tried to like scan I couldn't pay it. It was brutal. It's just when you're so far low, like, I don't know about you, but like, I couldn't even see how it could ever get better. And I was just like, well, we're here. It can't get worse. It can't get worse. So it's a real thing of like, I can barely afford where I live. Like this can't get much worse. You know what I mean? uh And then I got, I mean, again, I got that gig with Daily Candy. It wasn't that high paying, but I was like, okay, I have like, I have the rent money covered over here because it's freelance writing. And then it just, you know. It still took probably even three years after that where I felt comfortable. I moved in 2013 into like a nicer apartment. Yeah. Did, did a little glow up, but... But it, it takes time. Give yourself the time. Yeah. you. It's just people... I don't know. I mean, everybody's different too. Like I, my parents weren't sending me money, but I had a safety net. You know what I mean? I can always move home or I can always like beg them for rent money if I need to. And, I, you know, again, this, my parents, they weren't supporting me by any means. They hadn't since probably college, but um, at least I had that. So, but, you know, some people are like, I don't have that. I need to go work in a restaurant or I need to pick up like an odd job or something like that. But I think that if you just don't know what you're doing with your life yet and your early 20s, even mid 20s, like it's, it's okay. You just move in the right direction. Like if you're going in the right direction, like when you're, if you're stuck in a job you hate, that's not the right direction. So just like move forward a little bit. Like if you're going through it, go through it. Like I feel like, yeah, I didn't spend a lot of time sitting around feeling sorry for myself. I got fired from my job. That was fucking humiliating. I applied for new jobs. I contacted every person Mm -hmm. I knew, every single networking contact I could think of. I got back out there. I didn't sit there and feel bad for myself. Yeah. And wallow for a minute, you know? Oh yeah. I mean, I was sad, but like I didn't blame other people. People. I shouldn't have been jerking at work. That was a crazy mm-hmm. thing. I shouldn't have been with the guy that I was dating. I knew he was yeah. cheating on me. I shouldn't have moved in. That was a crazy thing to do. Yeah. I also was really young. And when you're young, you make mistakes. mistakes I'm, I'm not crazy young anymore and I still make mistakes. So yeah. um, I'm just not, I'm, I'm glad that I went through it. And, yeah. And I went through it and I'm fine now. You have to move forward. Like I always am just like, that's my, my, my biggest tip to tell somebody. Do you have this thing you feel passionate about? Just try it. Like, who cares? Yeah. And I mean, even for us with the podcast, like nothing I've ever done did I start doing it thinking like, I'm going to make a fortune from this. Yeah. I liked doing the podcast with you. I thought it was really fun. I liked who I was doing it with. I loved what we were talking about. I hoped that it would do well. Yeah. But like, I was really passionate about it and we did it. Yeah. And I think people like, they have dreams of like, I want to do stand-up comedy or whatever it is, or I want to write. Like when I worked at that PR job, like I had a blog on the side. It wasn't making any money, but at least I had this thing, this like creative outlet and people read it and I got feedback from it and stuff like that. So I I just, it doesn't, you don't have to, you're not going to have like some world famous, whatever it is, stand-up career, podcast, blog, Instagram account overnight. But if you're working towards it, you will feel better about your life in general. I promise. Even if you don't have money coming in. Yeah, even if it's a what you, I wouldn't call the podcast a hobby, but like One Hungry Jew was a hobby for me. Started as one. Taking photos of food. I think, remember yeah. somebody said to me, like, you should start a food Instagram. And I was like, what kind of loser would ever do that? <laughs> well, 
I just never heard of such a thing. It was a crazy thing to me. And I, I full-time worked at Amazon and I didn't think I could ever make money or monetize this. And influencers weren't making a ton of money. I mean, you monetized the blog way before I ever monetized an Instagram account. Yeah. But I just didn't know that you could do that. I was doing something that I thought was fun. Yeah. And it was a nice outlet because I was so miserable, miserable. Yeah. at my job. Yeah. And I hated it. God, I hated it. Yeah. Um, what do you feel like you learned this year? I was thinking last night, I was staying up in bed last night, like thinking about like, like the different boxes of your life, mm-hmm. like, um, self-care, romantic relationships, friendships, um, career. Like I was thinking self-care. about, <laughs> <laughs> what did you learn about self-care little girl? Well, <laughs> I mean, you know me, I'm like a pretty easygoing person. I like, I'm usually in a good mood. I'm not like a hard person to get along yeah. with. I'm not stressed out very often. And I think in the last month, I've really been challenged with like a lot of stress mm-hmm. and I've been really, really down more so than I ever have been in, in years, honestly. Like mm-hmm. I remember saying to my dad that I actually like, I feel like an inability to feel joy. Yeah. Like I just, I was not. the weather too? I, I didn't see the sun for like weeks. Yeah. It was bad timing for your... And like, I, you know, the whole situation with my dad being in the hospital, but more so the situation with like my family and his wife and I like such a tremendous emotional toll on me. And um, I think I learned that it's like okay to tell people that you're not okay. And it's okay to tell people I don't feel like going out and I'm not all right. And, yeah. you know, allow people to take care of you and love you and accept that. And, you know, I told you multiple times, I'm just not super joyful right now. And yeah. I've told other friends, I'm just not like in a social place. And um, I think it's okay to tell people I'm not okay. And yeah. I'm, and I think just through doing that and talking about it a little more and just being open to expressing to people that I'm not all right, I felt better. Yeah. Um. And I haven't sure. had to do that in a really long time. Yeah. So I learned that about self care. Did you learn anything about self care? Well, it's not so much about that. It it it, it kind of ties into that of just like saying how you feel. I don't think I'm having any big life epiphanies in my 30s. Like I think I know my flaws and I'm constantly trying to like better myself. You know, I know that I'm like overreactive and impatient and controlling all these things. Like I'm aware, like I'm always like trying to work on myself and like learn these lessons and things like that. But so I don't think I had any like wild epiphanies. Like I, like I feel like I did last year when we talked about the podcast in terms of dating and stuff like that. Like after our holiday shows at the end of 2018, I had this feeling of like, I'm so happy in my life. I feel so fulfilled. I feel so much love. I I'm not going to be bothered by a romantic relationship. I'm not going to let that affect my life in a way. If I find somebody, that's great. Uh, but um, I'm open to, to love and relationships, but I'm not going to let that control my happiness. And I've stuck by that. And I felt unbothered all year. I mean, I had bummed out moments. I liked guys this year and things didn't work out, but I didn't I, di- I didn't have an experience that like really affected my level of happiness when it, when it came to that. And what I feel like I learned is like, you just have to say something. Like I had multiple situations this year where I like just spoke up that I may not have done in the past to a guy. Like, hey, this upset me or what's going on here? Or and you we've we talked to this too. Like you have done this too. Like I just don't think I've always been like that. I think I've like been a little more passive with a new guy or just let things go more or felt like I don't want to seem like a bitch or like I don't want to speak up. And it's like when you speak up you feel so much better. Whether you're the one that's 
breaking off something or you're the one that's bringing something to light. Like I, you know, I had a situation with that guy that I talked about where I just knew I didn't want to do it anymore. And I called him on the phone. You know, I might, I I may not have done that in years past. I'm going to try to do something via text or whatever, like not ghost out, but I was just like, I'm going to call this person on the phone, explain to them exactly how I feel. I had a situation with another guy where I was, he lives in a different city and I was there and I feel like he wasn't really prioritizing seeing me. And I told him, like, I don't think you're prioritizing seeing me. Like I'm just being honest with you, you know? And I had another situation with a guy where I just felt like the communication was weird and I brought it up. And as it turned out, he felt like I was the one that had lost interest and we had discussion about it and we started back up again. So I'm just going to speak up. Like it just, it makes me feel better and I don't see the harm in it and ever saying how you feel. But I want to qualify what you're saying because it's like, it's not to say like, say something about everything. Like I think there's a finesse to the way you do it. Like you personally. And I think that like, as you become more comfortable with saying things, it becomes less aggressive and less accusatory. And it's not like, I'm just going to say something because you know, you can't do this to me. You can't. I know the way you spoke to those people wasn't like that. It's a matter of fact. And it's It's here's how I'm feeling. Yes. And I think that the more comfortable you get with like, sometimes people that get taken, the feel that they get taken advantage of all the time and never speak up when they finally do it, it's I don't want to say crazy outbursts, but they're over the top outbursts. And as you get more comfortable just talking about how you feel, those outbursts are pretty calm. Yeah. Like when you told that guy, like, hey, I don't see a future here. Or when you told the other guy, I don't think you're prioritizing me. I don't think these were like crazy outbursts. No, they they weren't even keel. I mean, I haven't, I haven't had a crazy outburst with a guy in years. I mean, since like my last serious relationship, like I don't, I don't, if I feel like I'm angry, I am not going to say anything until I calm down. It, It wasn't like that. It was straight up like, Hey, what's this? Is how I feel? What's going on here? Like a conversation like I'd have with you or with anybody, you know? Like it's calm and it's just, I think men can be a little taken aback because it doesn't happen all the time and they just have bad behavior that they get away with all the time. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I had a situation with a guy that I was, I was into this guy and I felt like he, we had been talking a bunch and communicating and he kind of ghosted out on me and I didn't say anything. And then when he kind of came back around, I was like, I'm going to give him another chance, but I'm going to address what happened before. And I said, like, I feel like we were talking all the time and you just stopped. And he had a response and he was basically like, I kind of felt like that from you. And we actually talked it out. And then I felt like we were getting somewhere. And then he just like basically did the same thing. And I was like, oh, well, that's just who you are. And I gave you a second chance. And Mm -hmm. it's not saying that you didn't like me, but you know, this we're done here now. And I made it clear to him then that we're done. Thank you. Next. I I Uh just, it feels nice to tell people how you feel. Like you shouldn't have to hold back. We talked about this two weeks ago. I just, I fully, fully feel that like when you give somebody your time and your emotional currency they give, they owe you an explanation. And I think that like most of the time it's not that insidious. Most of the time, especially if somebody doesn't live in the city, yeah. they just kind of forget about you. It's not yeah. like they're this terrible person. It's not always this super manipulative thing. I mean, that guy, a little manipulative, but yeah. um, not everybody's a terrible person. Sometimes you just lose interest and they meet somebody else and that's it. But if you've given somebody your emotional currency, then I think that you have every right in the world to say like, hey, what happened here? Yeah. You might not get the answer you want. Yeah. Or you might like accept that the person is going to come around again, like do it again. Right. But that didn't right, also right, right. you're not an idiot for letting that person do that. I mean, what he did wasn't so terrible the first time. Yeah. He just proved that he was an asshole the second time. Right. Yeah. It's just so that wasn't like the the guy for me. I mean, whatever. But I just think so many times women and men, but are just scared to speak up because they feel like they're gonna upset the person or or lose the person. But I think you're always allowed to just ask what's going on. Well, I think they're men. Not like have- a what are we, but like a What's this happening? is how I feel. Let's take a temperature check. Yeah. I think men have conditioned women to be so afraid of being called crazy. Yeah. So what? So somebody calls you crazy. 
Who gives a shit? All right. If you ask a person, hey, what happened here after I spent all this time and energy, or if you were if you had sex with the person, you had a romantic relationship with the person, if that's crazy, then like that's that person's problem. Yeah. Sorry. And it goes with friendships and family. And you just, you have to say something. You just have to. You don't just say it right in the moment when you're fired up, but like you can't let this, you can't hold this stuff in. I strongly believe that. I I, I agree with you. And I feel like you and I have gotten better at communicating with each other. And I think yeah. we've not bickered more this year than we did before. I think we've mentioned I have a problem with this more than we ever had before. Yeah. But I think that it's better because I would be frustrated about stuff for a long time and I'd be really mad. And it's just like, then you get to a point where like somebody does something and you're so angry and it has nothing to do with that thing. Then you just like blow up. Yeah. And like all comes out. Yeah. And I've never been really great at that, especially when I feel like maybe I'm at fault too. I don't know how to like address it because I know that the response is going to be like, well, you did this too. Yeah. So I'll shy away from those situations. Yeah. But like, I don't know. I, I regret those situations where I didn't say something thing yeah and i've let this fester for years right not with you but other people <laughs> i'm like wait i'm what, really don't do that long so <laughs> we just met and then like i was say okay the last thing i was when i was sitting in bed last night and thinking like you know what did i learn this year and you know you and i talk about relationships all day every day and with other people and i feel like we're constantly getting advice and i feel like in general the podcast has made me a little more laid back about relationships in general romantic ones where i just don't take things so personally mm-hmm. but i think that this year, the thing I'm like really proud of that I don't think I did the first year of the podcast was like, I've really shot my shot with people. Mm-hmm. And I'm like really proud of that. Y- and like, yeah, you have. <laughs> <laughs> um, it hasn't gotten me any closer to like being in love and finding my forever partner. But like, I'm proud that like I haven't waited for somebody else to shoot their shot. Like, I'm pretty enough. I'm smart enough. If somebody mm-hmm. doesn't like me, that's not my person and that's okay. Like I've just, I've spent so many years of my life being like, well, maybe I'm not cute enough. Maybe I'm not skinny enough. Maybe not whatever enough. It's like, whatever, just shoot your shot. And I've done that a lot. And it's resulted in like quite a few relationships this year. I wouldn't call them long-term relationships, Mm -hmm. but like I've met a lot of people this year that I really like that I enjoyed having sex with and whose company I enjoyed. I'm not in long-term relationships that I have anymore, but like the first year of the podcast, I think I was still trying to figure out like who am I in relationship. I slept with two of my exes. I slept with both of my most serious exes that year. And uh, <laughs> which is not healthy. I just I'm proud of myself looking back that I just decided to like go for it more. Yeah. And like there's no shame in the failure of that either. Like, yeah, I'm not with any of these people that I dated over the summer or I slept with that guy in July who was so cute. And yeah. I just I am proud that I tried and put myself out there and I don't feel any shame now that I'm single, even though like those things didn't work out. You really did. It, it was so admirable. Like I think, you know, when we have people, um, when we do this little resolution segment at the end, like you guys gave us your resolutions and then we're like, I want to live life more like Raina and like get, you know, with as far as like, shooting your shot with guys and you know like getting laid a lot you did great this year um but like (laughs) you did you just did and I I mean I feel like that I did that on some level and I think when I say speak up I also mean when you like somebody like I I did that too the guys that I ended up having to kind of be like hey what happened here were also guys that I like put myself out there again not as much as you I'm not trying to steal your thunder but the, the guy that we're talking about early in the beginning of the year we were in this weird, like, are we friends? Are we not? And like, I, I mean, the way I went about it was during a show, but I put it out there mm-hmm. and I made it known that I like you as more than a friend, in which case he responded same, you know, like it was a thing that I was like, what if I never would have spoken up? I just would like, he probably doesn't like me. He probably likes some other girl that's like prettier and younger and that. And like, it wasn't the case. It was like, oh, we liked each other, but I had to say the thing. And I, I feel like it's such good advice. Like if they don't like you, who cares? It right. sucks. It's it's rejection and it's ego and it's all these things. But like, you'll never know if you 
you know, don't like test the waters. Yes. And I don't think that one person should define how you feel about yourself. And I've been rejected plenty in my life. I mean, there's always going to be girls that are way younger than me and prettier and more successful, et cetera. But like, I'm not going to let my definition of myself stand on what some person who barely knows me thinks about me. Right. What is so great about that person? Yeah. And I, I mean, I can't remember being rejected ever. No. Um, I mean, that guy from Denver this summer, like told me he didn't want to date me. I mean, he did it in like a way where I was like, did I end things or did he? But like, he basically ended things. I don't feel like that defines me in any way. This random fucking kid didn't want to date me anymore. I don't care. Yeah. I mean, the more the more you mature, the more you date, the more we do this podcast, the more you guys listen to this podcast. I mean, the overwhelmingly, it's like just not taking these quote unquote rejections and breakups as defining you as a person. I mean, it just... It just doesn't. It's it it it's hard to get there, but like it's it's constant. We're all working at this. But you get rejected by a potential romantic partner, you just are like, am I worthy as a person of love of all these things? And it's like, yeah, you are. It just wasn't the right per- person. Like it's it's hard just not to take it personally. Right. And you will, I'm saying this pretty cavalier, like he didn't want to date me and I don't give a fuck. I cared. I gave a big fuck back then. Yeah. You know, I was disappointed and I was sad and I took the time to like heal and think about it and talk shit to you and talk shit to everybody that yeah. listen. But like, I'm fine. And within a couple of weeks I was fine. Yeah. And I think that like, it's also like I was saying before, it's fine to feel bad too and just go through it. But like, you will be fine. Yeah. This person doesn't, like you said, define anything about you. Right. So, um, that was what I was proud of this year and I want to keep doing that and, yeah, you really did. <laughs> you were just, you were shooting your shot. I just, you know, I met some people that I'm like really excited are in my life now and some aren't in my life anymore and yeah. have had some good sex and some not good sex and I'm I'm pretty happy with where my friendships and my family is right now. I'm just going to keep shooting my shot with men. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> Raina 2020. <laughs> Shoot my shot. Um. All right. Well, that puts a bow on like relationships and what we learned on the on the dating scene and things like that. Um, I want to talk about something relating to this podcast, but also what I hope can be some insight and maybe advice for people that are in any sort of creative field, like whatever it is. You're creating content. You're putting something out there in the world. Doesn't matter what it is. Podcast your Instagram content. Excel spreadsheets at your job. Anything, anything. (laughs) Yeah. So I think something that I wouldn't say this is an epiphany again, but something that I'm constantly reminding myself and ourselves about what we do is that like, we're not going to please everybody all the time. You you will never, no matter what you do, not even Beyonce. People don't like Beyonce. They say she's overrated, which is fucking insane. Don't get me started. But no one will please everyone all the time. Some of you, some of you guys have maybe loved every single thing we've ever said in this podcast, but the bulk of you probably haven't. You've haven't liked something we said. You've disagreed with something we said. You've maybe felt offended. You didn't like the tone of something, like whatever you just, we know that we can't please everybody. And I think that I'm constantly having to tell myself that. And, you know, we, we get critiques here and there and we get these like wild emails from these people that are basically like, you should change the podcast. Cause I don't like it, which is insane. And I say, this is like an, a, an overarching message about us is that like, we stand by everything we put out. If if it's on the podcast, we stand by it. We put a lot of time into what we say, cutting what we don't like, editing it. And when it comes out on Monday morning, we stand by it and we don't apologize for it. And we've never apologized. And we know there's episodes you guys haven't liked or that things we said, like we've never once issued an apology and we stand by what we're putting out. We are proud of it. We feel that it's authentic to us and... I I say this to other people too that are putting stuff out there in the world, like not everybody's going to like it. 
and people are going to tell you they don't like it and it doesn't matter. And if you're succeeding and you're doing well and, you know, Rain and I, we, we look at our numbers, we analyze this stuff. We're constantly trying to think of how we can make stuff better and evolve and things like that, but we're doing something right and we're going to keep doing it. And I say that to other people too. You know, I'm, I'm saying this as a pep talk to myself, but also any of you guys are listening that are, that are creating stuff out there in the world. It's like, sometimes people are going to like it. And you can't listen to them. And there's not a, a successful artist or anybody on this planet that was like, I got where I am because I listened to my critics. Like, it's just, it's not, you know, we have a team around us. We have family, friends. We have, we, we analyze everything. We're always trying to make the best content we can make. But like, it's not because we get messages from someone that was like, I was offended or I didn't like this thing you say. That, that's how I feel. I wanted to put it out there. I couldn't have said it better. I love what you said. I, and I stand by everything that you said as well. And Ashley and I have talked about this message a million times and how to formulate it. And we are so proud of this audience and excited to have you guys. We are so thrilled that you're here. But yeah, Ashley puts a lot of effort into editing this podcast every week. And when it comes out on Monday, we stand by all of it. We stand and, by it. You know, there... I, I I know I feel like you know you and me have really gone on a lot of podcasts. We know everybody in New York City that does podcasting in our field and they're all great. I no one puts more time and energy into what they do than me and Ashley. The finding the guests to picking the topics to how do we crowdsource better stuff? How do we do better live shows? There's never a live show we don't walk off stage and say, How can we make this better? What should we cut? What can we add to it? Yeah. I mean, I feel so, so proud of it. And I've apologized maybe once or twice. I made an insensitive eating disorder joke and maybe like an insensitive joke about suicide. Other than and I, I feel terrible and I've apologized twice. Other than that, I'm not going to apologize. Yeah. And I think we've tried really hard to to really see everybody's viewpoint. And I'm, I'm proud of it. Yeah. And it's the message I want to send to other people is like, people will just complain. People are going to be offended. They're going to complain. They're not going to like what you do. If you're, if you're proud of it and you're putting it out there and you're succeeding and you're doing something right, just keep fucking doing it. And do not listen to these people. And a message that I love to say in general is if you don't like something on a podcast, at a comedy show, on the internet, something that you read, you can just not like it, process it, and just move on with your life. I said, I said this recently to someone on Instagram who came for me. I said, life hack, you don't have to publicly announce every time you don't like something. And she got so mad and she was like, you can't take criticism. And I was like, and, and by the way, people that say that, what, you can't take criticism, blah, blah, blah. The translation of that is you need to let me insult you on a public forum, which is the most pathetic argument. Don't let people say that to you. If you're one of those people that says that, you really need to check yourself. It's like a crazy thing to say. Like, this isn't constructive criticism. If you really wanted to provide that, you would have a private message. You want to comment publicly, have people like those comments so you're validated and that you hate the same thing. And it's just, it's gross and it's disgusting behavior. And you know, I, I just, I don't support it. People just think they have to share their opinions all the time, that they're so important. And if they don't like something that they have to tell you, and I see stuff I don't like all the time from people that I like and that I follow. I'm thinking of a, a influencer video creator that I've been following for years. I love most of the stuff she does, but sometimes she'll put out a video that I think is stupid and not funny at all. I don't feel the need to tell her that. She put it out there. She's obviously proud of it. It's free content. Who am I to complain? I'll probably like the next thing she does, or maybe one day I'll unfollow her completely. Who knows? Who cares? It's just not productive and it's mean and it's wild to insult somebody in a public forum or like on their own social media platforms, like in their own house. Like I, I just, I don't understand it and don't let people do it to you and, and don't stand for it. And it's just not the energy we're trying to bring into 2020. Like yeah. I want people to know that every single week we put out the podcast or we, we do these live shows and I think we just know we're not going to please everybody. So we already know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you don't, need to, don't DM us. Right. Don't DM us about it. I, I'm never going to be like one of these... I, 
I don't want to take the stance of like, we don't need you, so don't be here. Uh, that's but, not my stance at all. But if you're messaging me that you don't like my voice, don't listen to it. If you don't like my face, don't look at it. If you don't <laughs> like my political views, don't listen to them. Yeah. If you don't want to hear stuff about politics, the 30 seconds we say it out of every, what, 15 episodes, I don't know what to tell you. It's Yeah. And it's just, this isn't the message of like, you shouldn't ever listen to your fans or your listeners. It's... We look, we look at our numbers obsessively. We listen to the people around us that we trust and we respect and we look up to. Like we are not like we're perfect and we're never going to change. We are constantly trying to evolve, make it better. I think the show has changed over the years. And, um, you know, this is about us, but it's about you guys too. And I think that we've been asked a few times, uh, can you guys talk about addressing critics and haters and things like that? And it's like, you have to ignore these people. You, you ha- if you're doing something right and you're succeeding and your followers are growing, your numbers are growing, your, your whatever you're doing in whatever world is working, just keep doing it and stand by. And if it's authentic to you, people are going to hate you. The more success you get, the more people will hate you. The, when you start getting haters and start getting critics, you know you've made it. And then speaking of people like hating you and hating your viewpoints, I listened to this. I want to read you the sentence. I think I've read this to you before, but I want to talk about it a little bit on the podcast. Um, <laughs> I was listening to Eliza Schlesinger's newest stand-up special on Netflix, which is fantastic. She's, I think she's really funny. Um, she said this one thing I paused and I wrote it down because mm-hmm. she was talking about like every time you take a stance on something when like a ton of people come out and they're mad at you and you know, they're so mad. She said this sentence, one woman's affirmation of her choices is not the negation of your existence. Yeah. And I wrote that down and I thought like, what does that mean? And you know, having a podcast is saying I have an opinion and other people should listen to it. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think I have a lot of opinions and a lot of thoughts and just because I have them doesn't mean that I think that your thoughts and opinions are wrong. They're just my opinions and my thoughts. And I'm allowed to have thoughts and feelings on lots of things that I'm not trying to insult other... That's just how I'm living my life. You can live your life however you want to. I don't give a shit what you believe in. And me feeling something about race, religion, politics. I mean, I try to be a good person. I think there's a certain good way to live your life, but I don't care what other people think and feel. You're allowed to live your life the way you want to. Right. And that's the thing. That's, that's, That's like what a lot of people, they can't separate how they feel because of their personal experience, they they they, ha- they have to tell you. They have to tell you, like, I'm so offended by this thing that you said because of what I've dealt with. And it's like, I, okay, I, okay, <laughs> you know, like I I still feel this way, right? I'm still gonna make jokes about sensitive topics because it's a comedy podcast and it's what we do. Like, it's I don't know, and you know, I, this it, it's also just like I can't hammer this home enough. Like, I just don't want it to seem like. Rain and I aren't aware. Like, I think that we in our lives have always been like, okay, if this thing isn't working, maybe you pivot. You know, like I, I I noticed this is a little bit different, but like when I had, well, I still have bros being basic. Like, I noticed the account was just like losing followers every day, and I was like, I have to change the content. You know what I mean? Like the day that we aren't selling tickets anymore, that the the podcast is tanking, like whatever, should that ever happen, like. Then we'll we'll take we'll maybe make some changes, but I what I say it just to hammer at home. It's like if you're doing something that's, that's working, you're succeeding. More people are liking what you're doing than aren't. That's when you just need to like ignore the critics, right. you know. And the way that because someone's always going to be offended, they are. And the way that you're living your life isn't atta- an attack on the way somebody else is living yeah. their lives. Yeah. And it's probably like a more simplified example, but like weddings. 
I think they're fucking stupid. I wouldn't spend a bunch of money on it. That's my personal feeling. I, If I got married tomorrow, I'm also not a 23-year-old girl getting married, but yeah. if I got married tomorrow, I wouldn't do the banquet hall and the catering and the centerpieces. I think it's a waste of money. I'd rather buy a house. I'd rather buy a lot of things. I'd rather donate the money to charity. I think it's ridiculous. I wouldn't do it. That doesn't mean if you have a wedding, there's anything wrong with it. I would love to go to a wedding every single weekend. I love an open bar. I love free food. <laughs> I love dancing. I would get dressed up and fuck at a wedding every single weekend if I could. It's my dream. I love it. I I'm just not spending my money on it. Right. And, and I'm not judging you. Like I'm yeah. just, I'm happy to be here. Yeah. Thrilled to be here. But honestly, I just, I don't care what you do. That's yeah. what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm not telling you not to have a wedding. Have it. Invite us. We'll officiate it. It'll be great. Yeah. We're all different. <laughs> we're all different. And we're guys, we're going to keep doing what we're doing. Yeah. Someone wrote us an email, please stop talking about the live shows. Nope. No. <laughs> she was like, it's really annoying and make it shorter. She wrote, I, she you know wrote, what? I think your fucking email's annoying. She wrote, I literally don't give a fuck. Sorry, we do. It's our life. Not going to stop. All right, let's talk about 2020. Okay. What are um, our goals for 2020? Let's talk about them. Did you write down your list of personal goals for 2020? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you look really amped to read that. <laughs> okay. No. Um. Again, guys, we talked more on like a little bit heavier stuff on last year. So we don't want to, we don't want to be repetitive. I don't have like, I'm always, like I said, always trying to work on myself, always trying to be a better person, more pleasant to be around all the things. But, um, as far as just the, the more surface stuff, Australia is huge. I know it's a trip and it's a work trip technically, um, and a vacation too, but it's just this bucket list thing I've wanted to do forever. And, uh, it's coming up soon. It's the thing that I'm looking forward to the most in the new year. So, uh, to hold a koala is my number one goal above all for 2020, (laughs) um, to get LASIK the year 2020 going to be seeing 2020. Um, I want to get a book deal this year. I'm saying it because I'm just like, I've always wanted to write a book. I've started writing a few chapters and uh, I'm going to have you guys hold me accountable. So I'm going to do the book this year. That's, I want to get a book deal in 2020. Um, I need to get the gallery wall in my apartment set up. Um, I just, I need to stop procrastinating around like little stuff around my home. This is like something I definitely want to work on. Like I just procrastinate stuff. There's just stuff that like needs done around my home and like in life. And you just, you know, it's like the thing of like, there's something on the floor and you just step right over it instead of picking it up. Like, I don't know what it is. It's just like little things. Like all I need to do to get this thing done that would make me feel so much better about my home is like call a task rabbit or, you know, like mm-hmm. have some, it's just, it would be, it would be an hour and it's like, it's it, once it's done, it feels so good. And I think that I just need to be better about procrastinating on little stuff. I've worked with you for a long time. You are not a procrastinator. No, it's before. not my, it's not work and personally, it's like home stuff. I don't yeah. know. It's weird. Well, cause it's less little stuff. It's less pressing. I don't do anything. I don't have to do ever. Yeah. I've, you know, I have two sides of my notebook. Like the left-hand side is like, do the laundry, get your manicure. Like, yeah pay your rent. The right hand side is like all the work stuff. I check that all off immediately. Yeah. I think it's like, I just got to get my home together. I think there's these things that are just like, I, I hate that I moved in there September 1st and it's, I thought I was going to be done. I thought this stuff was going to be in the walls. I thought we were going to have the plants by now. I thought the bedroom wall was going to be painted. I thought the towel rack was going to be up. Like there's these things that like, I just wanted to get them done. And I'm just like, why aren't these done? I can't believe we're going into a new year and I moved in September 1st and like you guys want a home tour. <laughs> like People she, like, I, 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 she's I, not ready. I hide my apartment so much. And then people are like, can we see it? And like, it's not no. done yet. You know, it's li- it's great. It's livable. It's fu- it's just there's like the little things that would make it feel like more like a home that I procrastinate and I just kind of hate myself about it. <laughs> I you know what I like about your list of goals is mine aren't like this. Um, we said this last year, and my list of goals are not like like they can't be these ambiguous things. Like 
I'm going to find my passion. You know, <laughs> like it, it has to be like an actionable item. That's like, it's, t- it's timely that you can check it off. You know, like I just, it's easier for me to do things mentally when I'm like, this is a thing. Yeah. Um, cause like my goals for this year are so ambiguous. It's like do some stuff and go to some places. <laughs> well, like I have goals for the podcast. Like I'm, um, I mean, obviously, like I'm really proud of our tour schedule that we have coming up. Yeah, um, and I think that we're always making those better. Um, we're gonna add a lot of video components. So we've been doing that more anyway. Oh, yeah, we're doing like list. more more hype stuff and actually videoing the recordings, which I'm really excited about. Um, just to like add another element to what we do and let you guys in more. Yeah. Um, I want to answer the phone every single time my mom, my dad, or my brother call me. Because I just, you know, as they get older, not my brother, but my parents, you know, you have a finite yeah. amount of time you can spend with them. So okay. I just, every time they call me, I do want to answer, no matter how irritated and or drunk I am. Actually, <laughs> when I'm drunk, it's great. Um, the other thing is that I feel like I don't, I don't have as much as outside of the podcast as I used to, meaning that like I used to have One Hungry Jew. So mm. like when you and I weren't recording together, I was always taking photographs of stuff, mm-hmm. editing it, writing on my blog, like running around and doing this whole other component of my life. And I've stopped doing that. Yeah. So outside of the podcast, like you do stand up yeah. and that's your thing outside of the podcast. It's only for you. Um, and I know you do stuff with Francis, but like that's your thing. And yeah. I no longer have that thing yeah. now that I don't have one hungry Jew. And so now I've just started to try to think like, of course I'm just like a little bored in general. Like yeah. we travel and we work so much, but like I just want other things. Well, you've been fucking... I have been fucking. We said this on Taylor Strucker's Wait, podcast. No, say your joke because it's very okay. Funny. We say this on. T- <laughs> <laughs> it, it's a, it's it's a hot take. Look, you know we haven't said hot take all episode, so we're just gonna say it. We have a dating and a comedy podcast, and outside of what Rain and I do together, I do the comedy, she does the dating. <laughs> so, <laughs> the things that we do separate from each other are I do stand up and Raina does the fucking. I've thought about that. Like, can love be my hobby? <laughs> Like, can my boyfriend be the thing I do outside of the podcast yes. for me? Okay. First, I want to know what you have planned because just, just, just so I don't get a surprise when you're like, by the way, I started this other thing. But <laughs> I'm starting another dating podcast with a guy. It can be. Like, if you were to have a relationship, that would be all you could handle with what we have. Because yeah. you and I don't sit down and record an hour-long podcast every week. We travel. We have a million other things. We're trying to add more to it. We're trying to do video. We're trying to do all these things. So if I, I don't know, like... Again, my thing, I mean, I do stand up, but I'm not doing stand up every night. That's why I want to do the book. Like, I've I've been a writer my whole life. I've wanted a book deal my whole life. The time is now. I, you know, it's kind of like you got to do it while you're hot. I don't know how long people are going to care about me. I don't know how much you even care about me right now, but it's, 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 <laughs> it's a good time for me to put a book out. Yeah. And so, um, this is, I always wanted a book. Why not now? I think you and I used to do when we met, we were doing all influencer Instagram type of stuff right. all the time. And neither of us is really doing a ton of that anymore. And we both have larger influencer accounts, but that's not my full-time thing anymore. Yeah. And so I've just been thinking lately, like, what is my full-time thing outside of this? I'm so proud out of the podcast and what we yeah. have, but like everybody should have something outside of their job. And yeah. I think that I do really strive to travel a lot. I love art. I love cooking. I love going out. Like yeah. I do all of that. I'm really, I think all my personal relationships are in a great place. I don't even yeah. work on any of them like really hard. So like, I'm just trying to think like, what's my next thing? And I have always loved photography. I have all these cameras. I yeah. I used to really love photographing food, but like street photography is my favorite thing in the world. I follow a million street photographers on Instagram and um, to learn how to do that would be really great. And the wintertime's not the greatest time to be out on the streets. Yeah. Uh, well, I, you know, I do feel like that for you because I feel like they're, you're, 
a cow went from like beautiful photography to like, what's up to me and my friends. <laughs> like, it did. Like I don't, you, nobody loves like street stuff more than you. And I remember you saying when we were out, I forget where we were, we were somewhere on a trip and you were like, I wish I could post street stuff on my account, but no, this is back when you still were doing one hungry Jew, but you were like, mm-hmm. nobody cares about it. But it's like, maybe you start that kind of account now. I don't know, whatever. Or just have your truth. myself. Like I just, I was yeah. looking at these street photographers this morning and I was like, wow, like what they're able to do is so cool. And I used to love just like people say like, well, how do you de-stress? Personally, like I love grabbing a camera and just walking around the city. Cause yeah. like there's no end to the amount of cool stuff yeah. you can see. And Traveling is always really important to me. I've traveled the world. We don't talk about it a lot on the show, but I've been all over Asia, Southeast mm-hmm. Asia, Africa, South America, America. I'm to Europe. I've been to every single place in yeah. Europe. Like I've, I'm not gonna. You're never done traveling, but yeah. like I'm ready for like a hobby outside of that. And we're gonna go to Australia. We're gonna go to New Zealand. And then I'm gonna go to Bali. And that's a lot of places to check off your list. Yeah. Um. And then in June, I'll take like another big trip, probably. But yeah. Yeah. I just feel like I'm a little less personally satisfied than maybe I'm just bored. Yeah. That's, that's what it is. I'm bored throughout the day. Like you said that like, you know, you tell me to come at two and then I come at three. It's because I'm literally doing nothing and I dick around. I do nothing all day long. I'd like to do like, I'm going to get up in the morning. I have coffee. I take a walk. I answer emails, but like I don't do anything. Yeah. So I'd like to just have like that thing outside of us. So that's my goal for the year is to sort of figure out what that is. Okay. And I'm financially stable and I'm happy in what we do. And I think that that's a great time to say, let's pick a hobby. Mm-hmm. So that's I love my goal. It. And fucking. And fucking. Damn I gotta fucking. fuck. Can't that's, fuck That's also on my list. <laughs> fuck more? <laughs> gotta get laid. Um, all right. Well, that's our 2020. I think I got all my, through my 2020 goals. Um, oh, know. and my birthday in Chicago. Oh, yeah. What? Okay. June boat birthday. We were, we were thinking of doing like a combined birthday end of June, early July, going to Chicago. We love Chicago so much. and We just keep going there when it's cold. So birthday, Chicago birthday, LASIK, book deal, gallery wall in the apartment, Australia, best trip of my life. And then stay woke on the election. (laughs) Big year, guys. Anyone but Trump 2020 is the slogan I am going with. um, We'll talk more about it as as the year goes on. I'm not quite sure how I feel about everything just yet. Also, you don't watch the news. (laughs) I watch the news. I watch the news and I'm not that informed. I try to stay informed. I I mean, obviously, this, this is not a joke. I get most of my news on Twitter. Like that's where all everything breaks. So like I always, you know, I'll do the skim here and there. We want to have those girls on mm-hmm. the girls that started the skim, and like I'll I'll watch the news here and there. I mean, you watch the news for thirty minutes, you know everything that's happening. You're right though. I don't watch the news. I watch. I, I read Need to Know every morning. Okay. You know what else I'm doing this year? I've decided. Uh, the last thing I really need to like cross off my bucket list. I want to go to Cape Town. Okay. I've tried to go a couple years on New Year's, and it's like three thousand dollars for tickets. Can't go anywhere on New Year's. Um. So probably that'll be my June trip. Is Cape Town. Cape Town. Find a hobby. Fuck some more. <laughs> Answer the phone when Dad calls. <laughs> there it is. That's my goals. That's the goals. Okay. Um, well, we want to talk about your goals. We asked you guys to submit them. New segment. New segment alert. Just for New Year's. Um, we talk a lot about resolutions, obviously. We wanted to know what yours were. I was debating, should we do sweet or funny? And we chose funny. Why would we ever do sweet? I don't know. I thought maybe it could be like heartwarming, like how I knew he was the one. No. Because you guys yeah. delivered so hard. Yeah. So we are doing a segment. We're calling it New Year, New Me. <laughs> so... This is how you guys are going to be the new you in 2020. Yes. You guys submitted one-liners. They're amazing. I'm going to kick it off with one that I should probably also resolve to do. Mm-hmm. I, won't, I will stop blacking out on Tuesdays. <laughs> All right. Only Tuesdays. This one's going to be hard to find, but best of luck to this girl. She said, I'm only sleeping with men that have actual skincare routines. <laughs> Three in one, fuck boys, be gone. 
that is rare. Have Good you luck. found a man with a skincare routine? Never I'm, one. My ex does because of me. What does he do? I, I don't. I mean, I just got him on some skincare. He lotion. Yes, moisturizer, toner. What's a tone? What does toner do? Uh, we don't have time to guys. If you want to fuck somebody that has a skincare routine, you're not fucking Raina. Just so we're clear. Okay, I'm not fucking that much. <laughs> um, this girl, it's pretty simple. Fart less around my fiance. Oh my god, she wants him to stick around. Okay. Um, so many no more fuck boys. We can't stress this enough. No more fuck boys. Oceans. Fuck boy free in 2020. All this stuff. Um, <laughs> okay, this is simple. I'm gonna try not to be such a dumb bitch. <laughs> I feel like she like really knows herself. You know? <laughs> uh, this was probably my favorite one we got of all of them. Fuck more, cry less. Fuck more, cry less. That's 2020. Isn't that amazing? Yes. I love her. And here's another great one-liner. Recycle more plastic and not my exes. <laughs> She's good for the environment. Do you ever see... Um, it's I, I did this on an Instagram story one time, like the tops of the trash cans in New York City and maybe other cities. I don't know. It says trash only, no recyclables. And I've like did a meme of like all my like how I think about my exes. It's really clever. A trash old. It's every if you guys see this around New York City and maybe your city too. Trash only, no recyclables. That's how we should feel about our exes in twenty twenty. I'm just saying. Um, I have so much to say about that. Okay. Um, this made me laugh because it's just it's about plants. To stop the charade of buying plants that I know I'm going to kill and just get fake ones. I don't know. I think it's like a nice to have a plant and yeah, something to care for. Yeah. But do you know how sad I feel every time I kill a plant? I have to put it down the trash chute. <laughs> you have to put it down. I say like a little <laughs> prayer as I like send it on its way down twelve floors of a trash chute. It's so funny. Like you, you actually have to put it down. Like it's an animal. <laughs> I got to put it down the trash chute. Okay, dump it down there. Okay. Um, um, <laughs> no dairy. <laughs> she said better skin and also I'm lactose intolerant. So, and she does a poop emoji. Yeah, girl, you should stop being dairy if you're lactose intolerant, <laughs> just for the record. Um, she says this is a question. Stop dating men altogether, question mark. Feels like a Heather healthier change than going to the gym more. <laughs> uh, this one on brand, no more fucking Republicans. So you can look at that both ways. Like, I'm not going to fuck them anymore. And like, let's just eradicate them in general. Both. No more. Bye. <laughs> Stop eating everything I see is one of them. But the next one is very funny. Eat more Pharaoh. Eat more Pharaoh. <laughs> Pharaoh's great. Pharaoh, quinoa. Got to get your grain. Got to get your grains in. Is it um, high in fiber like lentils? I love Pharaoh. But Pharaoh's I'll- probably pretty decent in fiber. It's just like a great filling base. All right. Well, this here's another food related one. I have some thoughts on this. She says she wants to stop eating Doritos for breakfast. Why? Well, here, I do. I've said this before. I feel like the first thing you put in your body in the morning is important. Like your body kind of resets overnight. So yeah, you should be putting something healthy in your body first thing in the morning. But you can eat Doritos still. We're not getting rid of Doritos in 2020. I'm just going to be clear about that. <laughs> I mean, you could eat like a handful of them. Remember when I ate those ca- those combos in that guy's apartment in the morning? And him <laughs> just roommate shamed me. It's, all right. Well, I still stand by something healthy first thing in the morning. Eat Doritos second. Eat a piece of fruit, then Doritos. That's a healthy balanced breakfast. <laughs> Eat apple slices and three Doritos. I sanction this. Okay. This is funny because I don't understand how many how many times this could have possibly happened to this girl. Stop ending up in the back of strangers' limos and then hooking up with them later. Girl, how many limos are you getting in? There was one that said stop accidentally having threesomes. Like, what is y'all's lives? I respect it. I, I never even accidentally have a onesome. How is she getting extra people to fuck her? Um, this one's simple. To peg a rando. I read that. I How are like... you going to peg a rando? You, that's, I mean, just make sure you get consent before you just... <laughs> <laughs> she didn't say to force myself on a rando. I just... All right. Yeah. It, I mean, I think also you could probably 
find somebody on like online that wants to be pegged. That's a rando. It just doesn't seem like something a random person would let you do, but I could be wrong. Good luck to you. Good luck in 2020, girl. Peg somebody. Hold them down. Um, <laughs> cut down that medical bill by actually, by actually using condoms with one night stands. Yeah, girl, you can't be raw dog in one night stands. I mean, I do, but I'm, I can afford plan B. I can afford all the plan B in the world. Oh, Not really. She's dealing with more than, week. Pl- more than pregnancy issues. Guys, be safe out there. Okay. Um, She's like, I have use, 17 kids. I can't afford it Use Lola condoms. And speaking of our partners, stop blacking out and falling asleep before Postmates comes. <laughs> have you done that? I totally have done that. I have not blacked out. I have not passed out before my food arrived in a lot of years. But um, also, guys, use code GG for, for $100 of Postmates <laughs> credit in your first seven days. Okay. Oh, here's my here's what I like. Get my fucking life together. There it is. It's non-specific. It's a new decade. (laughs) Who knows what's going on in her life, but she wants to get it together. I like all these girls that are like, I'm going to find a man and a husband. This girl just show be more slutty. (laughs) Yes. A lot of them said to have more sex, more more orgasms. This one's great. She writes, try and give more pleasure to my man instead of him always just eating my ass. That's festive for the new year. <laughs> I like Maybe that. Maybe he takes pleasure in eating your ass. Yeah, he must love to eat. Keep that guy around, though. Whatever you do. Eating my ass. <laughs> love her. Um, this is right up my alley. Teach myself how to squirt. And then she wrote parentheses, mainly an excuse to masturbate more. I feel that. Oh, that did you write that? No. Um, Brianna Marie wrote that. Okay. Um, but I feel that. Okay. Here's one. This is Brandy. You wrote this one, too. <laughs> Only do coke on the weekends and special occasions. <laughs> no, I didn't. I'll do coke any day. I'll like, do coke kidding. at weddings. Actually, like I only do coke at weddings. I only do coke at weddings. Um, I love this one so much. I will find the strength to finally leave my husband for Raina Greenberg. Oh, good for you. I love her. Okay, I like this one. Just not to sleep with my ex. This has been my resolution since 2016. Girl. <laughs> Every year, she says I'm not going to sleep with my ex. Like, this is going to be my year 2020, I think four it's, years it's, later. Okay, to that girl, this is a new decade. Don't fuck your ex. Or I don't know. Do I don't. Whatever. Is he in your ass? Live your truth. Uh, like him till Monday. Oh, there it is. <laughs> this one's cute. My goal is to look less awkward in photos. I want to learn how to look pretty and to pose. That's a legit thing. Meryl does not know what to do in a photo. Like we have worked with her so much over the years. Like we, when we, were all, when we all went to Mexico city, we like worked on it. Like I had to really work on how to pose. Cause we do so many photos of the meet and greets. Like you feel, you need to feel awkward. Your shoulders need to be back. You need to feel like you're sticking your chest out, cocking your hip. Like there's a whole art to like not looking awkward in photos and you're going to feel awkward while you're doing. That's all I'm going to say. It's going to feel awkward. You're going to look good. Um, I never know what to do with my body or my face. I am somebody who looks wildly different in all photos. What? Like I look at, all four nights that we um, had holiday shows, my body and my face look completely different every single day. And it was four days in a row. I didn't, ga- <laughs> I didn't gain that much weight. You're a chameleon. I love how many girls are so committed to sex. I will give more blowjobs. I will suck more dick. I will try to get dick down at least twice a month. Well, the girls that said more blowjobs, they do have boyfriends because a lot of girls said BJ's are for boyfriends. So she says, suck my boyfriend's dick more. BJ's are for boyfriends. Stuck with me. And now he's my BF. So we got to start. <laughs> got to start doing blowjobs. I like this. Shave my legs at least once a month during the winter. Damn, girl. You know what? Love your truth. Don't shave. Uh, I like this one. Become a bad bitch. Drink more. Suck more dicks. Break more hearts. What is going on? Where? When, what happened? What do you tell everybody to start sucking dick? That's never been our message. I mean, live your truth. I like sucking dick. Not to completion. Oh, oh my god, this girl. 
opening my own bakery. I was going to do it in 2019, but I got divorced instead. Hashtag croissant. You're going to open that bakery, bitch. Katie, we're here for you. We'll Send me some croissants. We'll be your first customers. We'll be your first customer. Um, a lot of girls are, ca- are canceling guys of certain names. Ryan's. Any guy named Pat is canceled. Pat? I support it. And Ryan. <laughs> All I want is a cat and a casual fuck. Do it. Rescue you a cat. This girl wants to do the opposite. I want to stop allowing human trash bags to raw dog me on the first date. Oh my God. I want people to think that I'm someone who works out, but TBH, I'm a Raina, not Ashley. <laughs> so she wants to not work out, but people to think she is. She wants to act like me and look like you. <laughs> Here's another one. Only suck dick when it's a boyfriend. Lots of stuff about sucking dick. Um, I like I like how um, how bold this this claim is. I wonder if she'll be able to do it. Read one book per year. <laughs> <Not that one. laughs> well, I'm gonna write a book, so you can read my book. I'm moving in with my boyfriend. I hope to be nicer to him so we don't burn down our apartment. That's a good resolution to be nicer to my significant other. Lots of all these girls want to be out here sucking more dicks of their boyfriends. A lot of girls want to be fuck boy free. I feel like you, me, and Mary Beth Barone really lit a fire. Hashtag no more tourist men. I'm here for that. Stop having sex with people who live in Bushwick. A lot of them were talking about get, getting uh, better booties. Do you see those? This one says grow a booty. That's not how it works, sis. (laughs) You just wish real hard, water it. (laughs) Grow a a booty. (laughs) This one, this is this is my vibe because I went LASIK. I will finally get prescription glasses. The final straw, an ex-fiance makeout. I didn't recognize him. I keep thinking these. I'm like, oh, we'll end on this one. No, let's keep them going. So good. Come more. Come more. Okay. Less be- less tears, more beers. Um, floss my teeth more so I can stop lying to my dentist. Y'all, just floss. If you're not flossing every night, you have bad breath. You know what you can do? Actually, I just bought one. I mean, I'm obsessed with flossing, but I have a permanent retainer now. I bought a water pick. I bought it on Amazon. It's $30. That shit shoots straight through your teeth. <laughs> whatever you need to do, Never if you're cleaner. not flossing and you're not or you're not water picking or whatever, your, your breath smells bad. I'm sorry to tell you. That's what that's what that bad smell is. It's food lodging your teeth for days. This one is a little different. Give my boyfriend less head. <laughs> Tori, what are you doing, girl? Tori, Tori's trying to do less. How much head are you giving? <laughs> She's like, I need to cut back. <laughs> People are like, I need to cut back on Doritos. She's like, I got to cut back on blowjobs. <laughs> Some girl said, I got to cut back on Oreos. Um, this is funny. Dress sluttier. I dress, <laughs> I dress like a stuck-up secretary, and I'm too hot for this shit. Okay. <laughs> Let your She's t- like mad at herself. Let your Buy t- a crop top. Let your titties out. Be like Hannah Burner. Never wear a shirt. <laughs> Hannah loves a crop top. She can pull it. She can pull off though. Um, really need to stop 69ing just anyone. It's tough work. How many people are you 60? It's like this girl that's fucking in limos all the time. How many limos are you fucking in? <laughs> yeah, the limos and the accidental threesomes. <laughs> this girl wrote, stop being a bag of dicks. <laughs> This girl, eat more lobster. I see you. <laughs> Get rich. That's, <laughs> yeah. This next girl is friends with her. Fuck bitches get money. <laughs> oh my God. Foot job girl wrote, I'm giving more foot jobs. There she is. There it is. We should edit on that. I love her. Okay. We'll end it on that. Even though there's one that's really relevant to All right, me. You can add one more. All right. This one says, finally get Botox on my nasty ass forehead wrinkle. I'm with you. I got to get on this Botox. Botox is great. It's, I just I mean, don't it's get not it. cheap, but it's easy. All right. All right. One more. One more. Bleach my butthole. Okay. We're done. (laughs) (laughs) I like. 
<laughs> Does anyone, do you know how, Raina, do you know how a butthole gets bleached? I have a friend that bleaches her butthole. I've never seen the process. Well, so my old bikini waxer in Atlanta, also shout out to Sweet Beach in Atlanta. That's the only place to go to get sugared. I miss it every day. Um, they used to, I don't know if she still does it, but they would do it. And you just basically massage bleach into your beehole. Real bleach? There's nothing else to do. Like you just, Clorox it's bleach. It's like a beehole bleach, but you like just have to like get your thumb in there and okay, just massage it. I have it. a question. Do you plug your beehole before you... Ble- you can't just be out here like pouring Clorox into your beehole. It's the like open cavity of your body. It's just on like... It's just around the hole, but I don't think you put on a butt cloth. Plug. I don't think you. It's they do it with their hands. Like but that's how they, they do it. They dip their finger in bleach and massage. Your yeah, butt it's like hole. a cream. Like a, sounds nice. a oh, bleach cream. cream. Like okay. a bleach cream. All right, it's not like they're not Clorox like bend over. Bleach. Let's pour some Clorox in your butt Up hole. Your asshole. <laughs> and then you die. Imagine that. <laughs> Guys, be safe out there if you're bleaching your beeholes this in 2020. Use cream and a butt plug. Um, you know what I like? I like that there's just no rules anymore. Half of these girls are like, I'm going to be a bigger whore. And half of them are like, I'm going to stop being such a whore. And I just, whatever makes you happy, just do it. A lot of dick sucking stuff. <laughs> and I like that every single, you know what we didn't get a lot of? I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to, you know, be better in this. Like, people are just like, I'm going to have more fun. Well, we said, get tell, we said be funny. And you guys never let us down. And that's the thing. I, I can't hammer home enough. Like, when we talk about these emails and these DMs we get, like they're so few and far between. Like the majority of this audience, we fucking love. Like we put that slide up and within minutes, the, the resolutions we were getting, we were hysterically laughing. Like we have the best audience in podcasting. I'm thankful every single day of you guys that listen, that you come to the live shows. Like we're obsessed with you. Yeah. Um, and just like piggyback what you said, I just want to like wrap up the year and wrap up the last two years and just say like how grateful I am for this audience. You guys, I say this all the time. I say it at all the live shows. You guys say that you've changed, that we've changed your life, but you guys have changed my life and Ashley's life. And yeah. we really are so excited every day about this. And you guys make us laugh and you blow us away. We read all your comments in the Facebook group. We're so, so grateful for the people that like lend their ears and their time and their money to us. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, again, we are, we are grateful every single day without you guys. This would just be us with two microphones and putting out a fire podcast with no listeners and no money. So (laughs) we are, are so grateful and, um, we can't wait for the 2020 tour and all the shows we have planned. Yeah. We have, how many do we have right now? Third, 17, (sighs) something coming up. Um, I wish we could meet every person at every live show. The meet and greets are like such a treat. I just every person. Most people. (laughs) Except for the girl that wrote that email last week. Uh, (laughs) But uh, I I just, I love the Instagram stories. I'm so touched by all of them. I can't believe how fucking funny you guys are. Um, So, you know, thank you for everything and for your support. And that's it. Ashley and I love you guys. Yeah. Keep buying the merch. (laughs) (laughs) We love seeing you guys all the merch on Christmas and stuff like that. So I just wanted to say thank you for that too. People like bought their friends and their sisters and guys were buying the merch for their girlfriends and it was just like warmed our hearts so much so um we have had such a good year and we're looking forward to another great year and meeting you guys all over the world and that's it that's it guys have a great 2020 yeah and girls gotta eat podcast on instagram girls gotta eat podcast is the website stupid live shows ash hess Raina.Greenberg, girls underscore gotta eat on twitter subscribe rate review hopefully you want to give us five stars and we'll see you next year thanks guys happy new year bye 